Hello, and welcome to Franchise Me. I'm Andrew. And I'm Ryan. And this is the show where two friends go on a journey and find the ultimate movie franchise. Each week, we will talk about a film or films in a series, breaking them down and seeing if they are truly worthy of being in a franchise. As we finish different series, we will compare and rank them among each other in order to find out which one is truly the best. This week, we dive headfirst into the Legoverse as we discuss the Lego Batman movie. Ryan, how are you, pal? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, how are you doing? I'm doing very well. Um, I'm excited for this week. I think this will be a fun it's little a, movie. This will be cool. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a fun cool. little movie. It's a, um, it's a break between what we have it's a coming. Break. It's a break. We yeah. did some long episodes with the Nolan trilogy, yeah. so it's kind of nice because I think like I think this will be an easier episode to get through because this was a, it's an animated movie. It's yeah. a Lego movie. There's not much here. We have a double There's, header next week. We have a double header next week with uh, our, our, our two villain movies which will be fun <laughs> but it's going to be nice to have a little break this week and kind of just discuss a lego movie you yeah. know an easy breezy lego movie and it's a fun movie yeah um this is one that i'm familiar with i have seen i saw this movie previously to doing this i'm very familiar did you with see this. this in theaters i believe i saw this in theaters i saw yeah. this in theaters yeah i believe i saw this in theaters i really enjoyed it it's a fun movie this is a yeah. really fun movie it has the lego energy that you kind of expect and it, it, it's fascinating because they do this before they do the Lego Movie two, I believe, right? Yeah, oh yeah, this is which is kind of crazy. Well, like they do the Lego Movie, and I guess Batman was so popular, they were like, "Let's just do the Lego Batman." Well, we movie. we when we did our um, year in franchises for this, if you remember correctly, there was two mm-hmm. this year. There was Lego Batman movie and Lego Ninjago. Yes. Both came out in the same year, so there was like the two side the things. Side although, Lego Nin- although Ninjago is not directly, from what I remember, tied into the Lego verse. It's, it's more its of a. Thing. Of its own thing. Yeah. There might be some references, but, like, this is a straight-up spin-off of the Lego movie. Right. Like, this is... This because this, in the, we see the Lego Batman... We see Lego Batman in the Lego movie. Right. He's a main or supporting character in that movie. Yes. Pretty significant role. Yeah. And then this is just what he's doing... In, in his, his world. In his, in in his, his world, in yeah. In his world, this is what happens. And it's a lot of fun. I really yeah. like it. I think it's great. And they play up just how pompous... He is throughout the movie. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. a lot of fun. It really kind of breaks down the character more, and you want to see him again after this movie. Do they? I, I actually haven't seen the Lego Movie too. Does he appear in Lego? Oh movie yeah, he, oh, he's in it again. Does he, he have like a supporting role? He's the same okay, size cool. role, if right, not even cool. more. Nice. They do a thing in um, so they do like a thing in the Lego Movie two, uh, where like the the villains are the Duplos, okay, the, the, the baby Legos, right, right, right. But they like they're like not hypnotizing, but they're like they're like brainwashing kind of. The, the like the Lego figure, so like Batman becomes like a more like lighthearted, like he wears like a white like suit, like kind of like you know the credits. Did you watch the credits of this of the yes. Lego movie? Like kind of like that, yeah, yeah, like yeah. kind of a white a white outfit yeah, or like a more outfit. like sparkly like <laughs> sure outfit. So like he he he's on more of a lighter side in the more, the uh, sequel, angelic, yeah, kind yeah. of. That's funny. Bit. I didn't realize that. So they carry they carry that over into the Lego. Yeah, movie well, I don't too. think it's it's okay. not the same suit, but it's the similar idea of like. He's brainwashed, not like brainwashed or convinced to like be more on like the Duplo side yeah. of it all or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's been a long time since I saw that movie. Okay. Um, yeah. No, I like I said, I'm not familiar with the Lego movie too. I didn't see it. I, I heard it's good. I yeah. heard it's good. I'm a big I, fan of the Lego movies. All me too. Of them. I, I, I mean, mean I think the first one is, is really awesome. Everything is awesome. I mean, like that first one is so good and I really liked it. And uh, it's funny because before we uh, turned on the mic here, we were talking about Chris Pratt. I will say this: that is one of the roles I really enjoy him in. Oh yeah, he's I think perfect. He's, in that he's role, really, right? really good. But it's it's interesting to kind of that they chose 
for the second like big Lego movie, let's do Batman. Like let's expand this character more. Like they had all these other Lego characters. Well, he was a standout, yeah. And he was the standout. They're like, let's do a movie of him, and they do this movie, and uh, it's it's a success. Like it's a successful movie. This yeah. does well. It, it, but I think this kind of uh, ties into the power of Batman too. Well, like, I think as we've been talking about Batman through all of this, I think this version of Batman is really fascinating to people, and they're like. Oh, this is a fun take on Batman. Yeah. Like, it's not like Batman and Robin where uh, it's just over the top and crazy. Like, it's still kind of Batman, but it's still really fun. Well, I mean, because you can get away with more. It's big, animated. It's Lego. The biggest thing more. in this movie is that, is that this movie was made by people who love Batman. You can tell. Yes. You can tell. It's a love people, letter to Batman. It is 100% a love letter to Batman. Yeah. I mean, and like, Alfred has this whole monologue. Not even a monologue, but just like joke about like... Oh, I've seen this behavior before in 2016, 2012, 2008, 2005, 1997, 1995, 1992, 1989, Literally goes through everything. Yeah, yeah, it's insane. Yeah, it's really, really fun. And it's just like, it's an excellent movie. And I really, really like it. It's got a strong cast behind it. It's really just, it's it's fun. I think that they would have, and I don't want to go, I don't know if you have anything in fun facts or whatever. Well, you like to dive into my fun facts earlier. No, 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 no. But I I think that they would, I think the plan was, because you mentioned like this is kind of an outlier in this whole thing. I think the plan was to continue kind of like rolling off these Lego movie spinoffs. Sure. And I think, like, one, the Lego Movie 2 didn't do as well as I think they were hoping for. Yeah. I think um, part of that, though, was... I don't know if they necessarily needed to do a Lego Movie but, 2. Uh, <laughs> and then I know, but even on this, I know that they wanted to do more of this. And then right. there was another reason that kind of stepped in to stop that from happening. Right. Um, I don't have this. Okay. So, please. So, uh, the, 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 uh, another studio bought the Lego film rights. Oh, So, Warner okay. Brothers lost the Lego film rights, so they're not going to make a DC... Right. M- movie. They, they can't, can't do, use. They, they can't, can't use Superman. Batman. They can't yeah. do any of that now. So I think. Like, I think Universal picked up the rights. But wow. then I'm like, why would you? Why would you buy the? Why would you buy the Lego Movie rights? Yeah. If a big chunk of it is a brand that you can't touch. Right. Like I don't understand, and they haven't done anything with it. It's like they're killing it essentially. Yeah. It's like universal, but this is so. That's very interesting. That's what I read. I don't know. But it's interesting that's universal again because you know we over the Nolan stuff we were kind of talking about how, you know, uh, Universal um, ended up getting Nolan uh, for the Oppenheimer stuff, and it's interesting that they also got the film rights from this other Warner Brothers thing. And you know, yeah. Nolan famously was like a WB guy, and now it's like, oh, we're also going to get the film rights for Lego. Yeah. But it's interesting that they haven't done anything with it. You're right. I didn't realize that because I was I was kind of sitting here wondering. I'm like, you know, we haven't really heard. Well, okay. Any more yeah, Lego so, projects being so announced. following the box office underperformance of the Lego Movie Two, the right. second part in 2019, Universal Pictures acquired the film rights to the Lego Movie franchise in 2020, effectively canceling a scheduled sequel to Lego Batman Movie due to the rights of DC Comics being owned by Warner Brothers. So they couldn't. Gotcha. They couldn't do it. Do you have? Do you have? Um, anything about what a sequel of this would have looked like because they do have a little bit of here. I, can... I don't think I got anything about the sequel. Okay. Yeah. I, oh, do you mind if I just touch it? Yeah, in? go for it. Go um, for it. Because I don't want to touch it in the future but yeah. I no, hear please, please. Uh, basically, McKay came out and said that uh, there was they were working on another movie. It would have it was tentatively titled at the time Lego Super Friends and it would have focused more on his Batman's relationship with the Justice League, particularly oh, maybe I do Superman and fine, Lex Luthor. Yeah, maybe I did so, have that. That's fine. That's fine. No big deal. That would have been interesting, actually. Yeah. That would have been on Super Friends. But that is strange. Like, why are you buying the rights to the Lego franchise, franchise movie franchise when you can't with? 
You can't use you can't use it. You can't or you can't use any of the ca- any any of the characters that were in this movie. Yeah. You know, you can't use any of the villains, you can't use any of the Batman characters, any of the DC characters. Maybe, I, I mean it's it sounds like maybe it was like a flaw by Universal though. Like not even a flaw, but maybe it was just like a misstep. Like maybe they thought they'd be able to maybe they're planning on then, they're planning on doing something th- th- with their own characters but right? it's kind of weird that nothing has been announced within the Lego movie verse at all like you think like we'd get we're gonna something get, we're gonna get but, Lego Fast and Furious oh Jesus <laughs> yeah we're gonna we get Lego Fast and yeah, Furious yeah we might we might get Lego Fast and Furious yeah that'd be upsetting but it's funny because and you know Vin Diesel would voice himself oh 100% he, he'd be like Lego I'm in but what's funny Family. too is that I'm Jesus Christ, and they have a Lego Jesus Christ Dom. Like, I'm oh Jesus God. Christ. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it's funny that the that the movie rights are held by one. I mean, obviously it's held by one company. Yeah. But the, the toy company itself is known for obviously branching out to everybody. Like, right. There's no limitations. There's Marvel Legos and DC Legos and Friends Legos and Mario Legos. Right. And, all these stuff like they don't have limitations. Yeah, yeah. they so, partner with everybody yeah. to make Lego. Films. But I wonder yeah. now, like, if like Universal was behind them, so but the movie rights, movie. The, the movie rights are different. I know, but I, but I'm saying I'm wondering if Lego is looking at what they or Universal is looking at what they have. Are you gonna make? And it we Lego? might like we have Mario. We right. have we have uh, Fast and Furious. We have uh, Jurassic Park. Yeah. We have all this stuff. We can. We we have Jaws. We could do this. Like I wonder if like what they'll but, do. But like. <laughs> I know. I mean, who's in on a Jaws Lego movie? But <laughs> no, but I'm saying that they, they could Jaws make has their... a fun role in this movie. And uh, well, it's the... not Jaws. It's not Jaws. It's not Jaws. It's but not they Jaws. allude that it's. <laughs> it's not Jaws. It's not Jaws. It's not Jaws. And that's not. And that's not a Jurassic Park raptor. It's just a raptor. They allude that it is though. They no, you're right. To... I know. I know. They allude to the fact that it is those things. But like, I know. I know. But it's it's very funny because it's like I mean when you look at Universal and what they have, like what are they gonna do? Like I don't but, want a Lego Jaws movie. No, but I'm I don't not want saying a Lego Jurassic make, Park movie. I'm not like, saying they're going to make that. They have the games. They have the games. There's a Lego Jurassic Park game. Just play that. I'm not saying that they're going to make a Lego that, but I'm saying that they could do a Here's another Lego movie with Universal. Here's characters. what I would be in on. You know how they kept talking about that Fast and Furious Jurassic Park crossover? Do that in Lego. I'm in. If they do that in Lego, I'm in, and they get everybody back to voice themselves, I'm 100%. Back to the future, tie that in. do that. I'd be 100% in. But, like, if they're going to just do, like, a straight-up, like, okay, here comes uh, Lego Jaws, I'm out. No, I don't don't want to see that. I think you could get a Lego Movie 3 or a Lego Movie reboot featuring, instead of Batman, it would be Universal characters. Unless they made some sort of deal with Warner Brothers to let them use those characters for a movie. I mean, that's the only way. But, like, again, does anybody... Like, I don't know. I mean, you said Lego Movie 2 uh, underperformed. Yeah. So it feels like making it a trilogy might underperform it as yeah. well. Probably wouldn't do well. It, but it is weird that we've kind of gone... For a while now, we haven't really heard anything from the Lego Movieverse. Mm-hmm. I, I'm wondering if anything is, is cooking. Because I would... I, I mean, look, mm-hmm. I'd be interested in seeing something like, else. I didn't realize that the, the film rights were completely sold. Yeah. So, I mean, I'd be interested. I, I would be interested in seeing another Lego movie, but it's it's interesting that would you? Because you didn't even see the second one. That's true. I didn't <laughs> see the second one. I didn't see the second one. But I don't know. Seeing this movie kind of reinvigorated my. I've seen every. Bit. I've seen every Lego movie in theaters. Okay, great. So, great. Do you want a medal or? A I, want Lego? A, I want a Lego medal. A little Lego medal. We'll Lego one. Okay, pal. We'll get you one. Clearly, that's what this is. Uh, but no, it's gonna uh, be uncomfortable around your neck. Those bricks hurt. Those bricks hurt. They're gonna cut into your neck. <laughs> <laughs> you ever step on one of those things? Yeah, oh, boy. oh my god. Yeah, they hurt. They um, hurt. But no, I mean, I, it, it's exciting that we're doing this. And I think it's cool that w- this is like an actual Batman movie. Mm-hmm. 
for kids. So we're finally yeah. doing one that's like for children. This is geared very much towards kids. Because even like Mask of the Phantasm, which is the animated one, kids could watch it, but it's not for kids. No, no, no. Uh, they literally, there's murder in that movie. <laughs> there's murder in that movie, and it's dark. That's a very dark yeah. movie. Um, this is very lighthearted. It's fun. It's got a lot of uh, funny jokes in it. It's it's very funny. It's a very funny movie. Um, like Will Arnett is giving a straight up comedic Batman oh, performance, yeah. but it still has the heart too. There's, there's a, a lot of heart in the movie. There's, there's a, a good, lot of like good messages in it. There's a good balance of of a kid humor and adult humor. Yeah, because there's things like Bat, like Bruce Wayne, like when Barbara Gordon's giving her, or Commissioner Barbara Gordon's giving her speech in, about how they don't want to mm-hmm. work with Batman anymore or whatever. Yeah. And Bruce Wayne's like, excuse me, can I have that drink? Oh, yeah, yeah, and like, spits it like, off. That's such a kid joke, but yeah. then like, you know, uh, Dick Grayson meets Bruce Wayne. Hi, I'm Richard Grayson, but the kids at the orphanage call me Dick. Oh, kids can be so oh, cruel. Kids can be so cruel. Like, that's, yeah, a great, that's, that's a great, that's a great adult joke. joke like, great joke. Yeah, oh, kids can be so cruel. That's a great joke. Um, and I love that they got that in. Yeah. <laughs> such a good joke yeah the kids call me dick oh, kids can be so cruel like, it's, it's excellent but he that's what i mean by like and that's it's really cool too i just want to mention and we'll talk about this in the cast but it's very cool just to have like will arnett and michael Sarah together like that yeah. considering they you know these guys oh, go yeah, back were, on arrested development they, arrested oh, they go back on arrested development play relatives on that show with uh job, job, is his, job is his is uh michael Sarah's uncle in that Michael, I think his name is Michael Bluth Jr. I don't remember. I think, but no, I think you're right. Yeah. George Michael. George Michael. Okay. That's his name. George Michael, which is a singer's name. But uh, that's so isn't good. that the joke? Yeah, that's the joke. Um, <laughs> but like, it's cool to have them together in this movie and kind of like, hey, two Arrested Development guys. They're you know, and they play off each other so well. Yeah. And Michael Sarah is very good in the role too. Oh, he's, he's playing a this kid. He's a standout. Movie, yeah. He's a major standout. Um, but I just, I, I really, really like. Like, I really dug this movie because it is this love letter to Batman and it is kind of this, um, here's the history of Batman, but also we're going to break some new ground and some new territory. We're going to maybe, we're going to maybe, uh, talk about things that they haven't really talked about. Like the fear of having a family is really interesting and hasn't really well, been they, spoken about. They actually movies. break down the mytholo- mythology, of mythology Batman. of the Bat family yes. and the roles in mm-hmm. like, and they look at Bruce Wayne. And again, this is all done in such a kid way. Yeah. They look at the Bruce Wayne as a central character of this family yeah. and how everybody around him relates to him, right? Mm-hmm. You have the father figure of Alfred. He's literally in this movie, is literally yep. his dad. Like, basically his dad. Like, yep. he's grounding him and, you know, giving him dinner and doing all this <laughs> stuff. Like, he's his dad. And yeah. then you, and then instead of doing like the, instead of doing like the mentor relationship, like Dick Grayson in this movie is his son. He's literally his adopt. He adopts. Yeah. Dick Grayson in this movie, he's his son. So then he had, then he had the son. becomes kind of the grandfather. Yeah, the grandfather, too. He calls him grandpa. Yeah. Uh, and then Barbara is kind of the... They hint that it might be a love interest, but it's more like the platonic... Uh, becomes more platonic. Platonic yeah. friendship type platonic of thing. Friendship. It's kind of almost... Uh, I don't even want to say sister. I don't even think it's sister. But he, she's his contemporary. Become, she's his contemporary, yeah. She's not of, older than him. She's not younger than him. Yes. Relatively around the same age, I would imagine. Yes. They hint at the romantic thing, but you, they, they can't really lay into it. It's a Lego movie at the end yeah. of the day. Although, so technically, in this movie, technically, in this movie, Batman's like 100 years old. <laughs> yes, but he's a Lego, so it doesn't matter. He's a Lego. He's a Lego, so it doesn't matter. But um, it is, it's it, it's fascinating to me. And like you said, even with the Alfred stuff, like being the father figure and essentially the grandfather figure, like we've never seen that before. Like no, yeah. Like actually be referred to as that. And, you know, I just, and you're right, he's like 
babying Bruce Wayne a lot. Like, he's kind of treating him like a child still. Like, he comes home and he's like, oh, your lobster thermidor is in the <laughs> is in the fridge, just heated up. Like, and he consistently eats lobster thermidor it's every night. <laughs> it's a whole lobster. And he puts it, and he puts it into <laughs> the microwave. <laughs> and he heats it up and he's like, and he's just eating, he's breaking it up. It's so funny. Um, I love the lobster thermidor joke because it's such a... That's a funny dish he's got, to eat. He's got like <laughs> six plates next to him. He's got like six plates. And, and I'm not hungry. I'm not hungry. Um, yeah, it's really, really wonderful. Um, oh, sir, you haven't touched your lobster thermidor. <laughs> it's just so good. Um, but yeah, I really enjoy this movie, and I want to talk about it. Do you want to get into it? Yeah, I do. I do. I do want to get into it. Let's get into it. Okay. Uh, the Lego Batman movie. The release date is February 10th, 2017. I was there. I think there. I was there on February 11th. <laughs> You were there on the 11th. I uh, so remember specifically. It was a Saturday, yeah. Yes. Nice. Um, it's a good day for it. Like, kind of early year. Uh, um, yeah. And uh, we've kind of talked about how February is kind of becoming this month where, like, bigger movies are released. I think this was kind of during that time. This is a good It's a good time. It's post-holidays. Kids are coming off the holidays. Right. Um, you know, winter blues. Something to take the kids to. Yeah. And watch. Just you know, a random week yeah. in February. Like, hey, let's go see the Lego Batman movie. Yeah, for sure. It's a good date. Directed by Chris McKay. This is... His first theatrically released film. Okay. Isn't that crazy? This is his first theatrically released film. Uh, but he has also uh, directed some other things. Um, just that I, I kind of just put some backstory on him of what he's yeah. done. Before the success, he worked on Robot Chicken. Mm-hmm. He was a director of Robot Chicken. He did that for a little bit, like in the early seasons. Um, but more recently, two films that we will recognize, he directed The Tomorrow War mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. Chris Pratt, and he directed Renfield. Which, we did, which yeah, we we've just, both seen that. We've yeah. both seen that. So those are two other have things. Have you seen The Tomorrow War? I have not. No, I, have um, not I know that's supposed to be a thing now. I believe they're trying to make that a franchise, if I remember correctly. Not totally interested in that. Again, I think that's another... I think they totally butchered that idea. I also think it's a miscast thing with Chris Pratt again. Um, when, my pitch to you when I when I heard about the tomorrow war about the tomorrow war, I thought it was like, okay, so we're gonna have like a civil war soldier, and I never saw it, so maybe this is in there, but like, like okay, we're gonna have like a civil war soldier and a World War Two soldier and a, and yeah. all these different types, like literally the best of the best soldiers from time, yeah, put together. But no, it's just we're just grabbing people from the past, random people from the past, and having them fight in the war yeah. in the future, and we just have Chris Pratt. Like why could like I'm like okay so we're gonna pick like the best of the best soldiers from all different because it's against it's saving yep. humanity we got Chris from Pratt. all different from whether they were on the right side or the wrong side of history mm-hmm. you could put these soldiers together and have them have it's, them it's the fight for humanity yeah have a have an African American soldier from the Vietnam War going up against having to work with a Confederate soldier from the Civil War I don't think they do that though I think it's literally just Chris Pratt they don't no they yeah. don't but I'm saying you. It, the, the idea is there. I, I fully agree with you, and this is why we need to write the new Tomorrow War sequel. <laughs> it's called the new Tomorrow <laughs> the War. The new Tomorrow War. The yesterday war. The yesterday war. The, the war in the past tense was what we'll call it. <laughs> we'll call it the war in the past tense. And maybe, really and, and maybe my idea is offensive. Maybe, maybe, maybe my idea is offensive. I don't uh, know. You know, we need to cross some lines again. No, 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 no. No, we do. Woke culture killed comedy. Yeah, we'll I'm prepping for next week. Woke culture killed comedy. I'm, I'm prepping for next week. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but no, yeah, I, I liked Renfield. I uh, like Renfield I, a lot yeah. too. Um, it, it's, it's not perfect. Good. No, it's not perfect. It's good. I I, I liked it. Um, I, you know, I like Nicholas Holt a lot. I thought Nick Cage was phenomenal in that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really thought he was great. I, it, it's a little, it gets a little bogged it's down. It's bogged down in the crime thing. Yeah, it's all well. It's an hour and a half movie, and I kind of walked away from feeling like, why was this so convoluted for an hour yeah. and a half? Like I felt like so much was going on, and I was like, 
it was an hour and a half. You could have just streamlined all of this stuff. Are they it trying very, to? It are, felt like a lot. But are they like trying to do a classic horror, com- like horror movie, like a different take on it? Are they yep. trying to do a crime movie? Are they trying to do an action movie? Are they trying to do an action movie? And then there's kind of the romance in there with Aquafina, and yeah. that was a little. I don't know. There's a lot with it. I was kind of struggling with, and I was like, this is a tough. It's a little tough to get through. But when Nick Cage was on screen, I was glued to the screen. I was yeah. like, this guy's unbelievable in this. I really enjoyed his Dracula a lot. Uh, but yeah, I liked Renfield. But I like his work on this movie. Mm-hmm. I think he does a really great job. And again, I think with the Robot Chicken backstory or uh, previous work on Robot Chicken, yeah. I should say, that kind of made him the guy to go to to direct an animated yeah. film. Like he has the experience working in animation. And Robot Chicken, as we know, is not like regular animation. It's a lot of claymation. Yeah. So to kind of take stop it, motion or stop motion yeah. claymation. So to kind of be like, oh yeah, let's do that with a Lego movie. And we'll bring this guy in who has experience doing that. It's really cool. It's really, really cool. Yeah. Uh, I think he does a good job as a director here. I mean, yeah. you know, I feel like there's probably a support system here to help him. You know what I mean? But I think, yeah. like, he makes some really interesting, you know, decisions. And I think, again, he, I don't know, but I'm assuming this guy's a huge fan of Batman. And, and, and you know, that love comes on, is shown on screen. You know what I mean? Right. So, yeah, it's it's really well done, and um, he nails it. Yeah. He absolutely nails absolutely it. Nails Let's it. move on to writers. It's quite a bit. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, it's it's one of those movies. Uh, written by Seth Graham Smith, Chris McKenna, Eric Summers, Jared Stern, and John Whittington. Yeah, uh, five writers. You know, I can. But s- you know, with these movies, that's kind of how they do it now. I can see that because, like, I like the movie a lot. I feel like every time I watch it, I think I like it a little bit less. Yeah, I agree with you. I um, think the first time you watch it, it's really effective, and you're like, oh, I really like this. Um, but it, even on my rewatch this time, I was kind of like, it's it's good. It's a hard balance, and I don't want to get into, like, I don't want to get into, like, like my opinions, you know what I mean? Sure, but like, sure. But basically, kind of off the story, it's a hard balance in the story to, like, because this is set in the Lego-verse. Yes. And they, and they, they do keep a lot of lore and aspects mm-hmm. that were kind of established in the Lego movie right. in this movie, like, without really even addressing it. Like, yeah. the fact that they, can, like, they build things out of nowhere. Like, Batman's a master builder, so therefore he can build things. He can build whatever out of anything. At any time. Yeah. So, like, you know, he's, they're falling to their death, and he's like, everybody hand me a brick. And then he's able to make, like, the, the bat, ship. you know, yeah, whatever, the, bat, the ship. The bat plane. Um, and Batman. like that kind of stuff, like takes me out of it a little bit. Like, yeah, it's it's a hard balance when you're writing this movie of like we want to write this movie that's a love letter to Batman, that that's a parody of Batman in many ways, right? But also examining the character of Batman slash Bruce Wayne in, in a in a real way, but also connecting to the Lego. So it's it's yeah. it's we a also, really we also hard. Need to, we also need to connect all the Lego stuff from the movie that was yeah. established previously and like at, put that in. There. At first, I was like. Would this work better as a straight animated movie? Mm-hmm. But then I'm like, I don't know, because the Lego stuff allows... Being a Lego movie allows this to be a parody more without feeling like a parody. Right. Like, this does still feel like a, a Batman movie because right. the a lot of the thing, the, a lot of the goofiness and a lot of the stupid stuff that happens mm-hmm. in this movie... Because there is a lot of stupid, you know, stuff and, and kitty right. stuff and stuff right. like that. You know, like a lot of jokes and making Batman basically an idiot throughout a lot of this movie sure. and stuff like that. Uh, I don't think it would work as well if it was a regular animated movie mm-hmm. without the Lego stuff. But at the same time, a lot of the character and emotion they're trying to hit, I feel like, is cut, undercut because it is a Lego movie. Yeah. And I, because they are doing things like taking off 
block like pant blocks and sure. building things out of, you know out of nowhere like yeah, it's a really it's, hard balance to it's have. It's a hard balance to have. You're absolutely right. It's it's very like okay, this is you're right. It, having to balance the Lego stuff and the Batman stuff is is tough. But that's that's the thing when you're doing a Lego Batman movie, you have to and you already have this previous previously established movie where you set up this lore that this Lego Batman is a master builder. And, and a rapper. And a rapper and all of this stuff. And now you have to like also incorporate that into your movie while being a love letter to Batman. It, it does take you out of it a little bit because you're like, okay, I feel like I kind of have to watch the previous movie to understand why they're – like if you didn't see the Lego movie and then you went to this movie and said, oh, because it's Batman. I want to see a Lego Batman yeah. movie. And you're watching some of the stuff and you're going, wait, Master Builder? He's a rapper? Like, what well, is- they, well, they don't say Master but we just know that because know he was that, a Master but, Builder but he does, and that, well, he's able to do that mean, stuff. Maybe yeah. you might not fully understand. You might be like, oh, but again, it's a kid's movie. It doesn't matter. You don't need to understand. Yeah. It's just kind of like, you know, oh, it takes oh, you out they, of it a little Oh, bit. they live in a Lego world so they realize they can right. do like, but they literally solved this movie by standing on each other's heads right. and connecting like Lego pieces. And pulling back so together. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's like part of the time they want to recognize that they're in a Lego world, right? And part of the time they want to act like they're in a real world. One hundred percent. And it's a hard balance. Yes. Let me focus on the things I like with the writing. I think the jokes really land. Oh, it's really movie. funny. I think movie. it's a really funny movie. I think they do a really good job, like you were saying, uh, balancing the kid humor and the adult humor. There's really great stuff there. I also really uh, think this movie has a good heart in it. Like mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of heart in this movie and. Like, just leading up, like, examining the Bat family, as you said, but then all of it kind of just climaxing when Batman is going to essentially put himself back in the Phantom Zone and sacrifice himself and go back to the Phantom Zone. That whole speech he has where he takes off the helmet and he's talking to Robin about family and how this is your family, it's a really beautiful yeah, speech. And, and Warren like, does a great is, job with it. And, and he really does a great job with it. It's a really beautiful speech. And I'm like, there's a lot of heart in this. It's really lovely. And I was like, I really enjoy this. But, um... Yeah, I think those aspects are really strong and kind of in a way balance out all of, you know, the Lego stuff that it maybe doesn't hit as hard because you're yeah. like, okay, like we get it, it's Lego, you can build anything, You're let your imagination run wild. Do you like Lego? <laughs> Do you like to let your imagination run wild? Lego. Build whatever you want, whenever you want. <laughs> the stuff that, like, like a bat wing. The things that I or like. Or maybe, even, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> what, I, what I liked... Like I like I liked like the incorporation of music in this, right? I thought it was I thought for the most yes. part was like the song at the end and everything it's really was good. really funny. Yeah. It was really good. Well, it's really funny. It's really it's good. But upbeat, it's also just a good. It's an it's, upbeat, feel good song. It's a good feel good yeah. song. It's a, it's a song about friends too. That's yeah. really nice. Uh, but like then, but then you know when Batman's it's like what two, at least twice, maybe three or four times in this yeah. movie, he's pulling out a microphone and beatboxing and rapping. And it's yeah. like. Okay, that's that's clearly a it's kid also like joke. heavy heavy metal. Yeah, and, and he, mixed with rap. Yeah, even it's like rap core. Like, well, the, the song in the beginning that he plays, like I'm like, I get it. I know. And that's again, that's a nod trying, to the trying. that's a nod to the Lego movie because he does yes. that in the Lego movie or something like that in the Lego movie. I think they're also trying to build up the fact that that in case you forgot from the Lego movie, this is who he is. Yeah. But I think they're also trying to build up the fact that this this Batman is very selfish, very pompous. Yeah. Pushes people away, as we see in this movie often, pushing people away and works alone. And they're trying to just play up the fact of, look how selfish this guy is and look how pompous he is. He has his own song. He's rapping about himself and how great he is. Like, he's not a great guy at the beginning of this movie. No, I think they're trying to play that up. But I think part of that really... That makes it more effective in the end. They get they get stuck on it a little bit. And we'll talk about that a little bit. We'll talk about that when we get to the opinions. opinions. Because I agree with you. I think it gets... 
It's almost too much for me. They're spinning we'll their they, they they double down on. There's a moment where that's what should happen. I and actually, and, can, I, can I just tell you very quickly? I got frustrated watching this because I was like, "How many more times are we going to do I this?" Know. Yeah. They, they, there's, a, there's literally a moment where it's like, okay, this which this which is happening. The moment's now. Yeah. And they're like, nope, still, still selfish. Still, doing still, it, still selfish. And, and so, <laughs> what? What? The moment's now. Actually, no, still selfish. Still selfish. Still going with that. He's still selfish. He's not changing. Yeah. It's not happening yet. He literally doesn't change for what? Like the, until the last like what 20, 15, yeah. 15 20 but minutes also, of this movie. Also, too, like we talk about like, the dynamic of the bad family, but it's also looking at the actual relationship of him and the Joker, Batman no. and the Joker. Still selfish. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but like yeah, like, like like to the point that like they're talking, they're talking they to each other like a romantic comedy yes. or like you know like a romantic. It's like an opposite thing. Yeah, to, I, I hate, hate you. you. Yeah, I hate you. T- just tell me you hate me. I, I know. No, I, I dislike you very much. Tell me you hate me. Yeah. No. But I think that's really interesting to even examine that relationship and be like they need each other to be great. Yeah. And that's true. They need each other to be great. And I think that is a really interesting seed of an idea that they play but with. But even, like, and, and, and again, to, to highlight the writing and, like, the cleverness of the writing, like, Batman watches, we see him in this watching Jerry Maguire. Yep. And we see him watching the line, you complete me. <laughs> Why is that line significant? Because that's literally said to him yep. by the Joker in by The Dark Knight, you complete me. Yeah. So, like, it's it's also, like, a nod to that. So, like, it's very well it written. Gets, yes. And very, like, they do, so, like, they tie it all back into the writing. Mm-hmm. Like, they do, they are very clever and they are very creative. So, but it's it's you can kind of feel like it's a lot of it's a lot of different angles and a lot of different mm-hmm. ground to cover. So there's you a, can feel the five people. You can feel that there's five people writing it. Yeah, um, budget eighty million dollars. It's a solid, solid yeah. budget. Uh, box office three hundred and twelve million dollars. Yeah, see, a success, when you have man. an eighty million dollar budget, you can have a three hundred twenty million dollar yeah. <gasps> movie. Yeah, and it, it works. You're like, oh, we made the money back. Yeah, easily because it's a Lego movie, and I think part of it was just. It was riding off the success of the first movie. Yeah. People were like, "I'm interested." It's Batman. It but was the standout of the movie. Even then, though, because what was the what the Lego movie made way more money? I think. Oh yeah, the Lego movie was way more money. This this is less, but yeah. usually spinoffs. Are oh, less. you know what? No, I'm sorry, I'm wrong. The Lego movie only made four hundred sixty-eight point one million, so it's like less okay. than two hundred dollars more. All right. So not that not that much more. Gotcha. Okay, so it doesn't it doesn't make that much more. Um, and also, when you do like, even though it's even though it's a spinoff of the Lego Movie, it's isolated on one character. So if you didn't relate to that character in the first movie, or you don't you really don't care about superheroes, yeah. then you're not going to go see. You're this not going to go see it. And and spinoffs, as we've talked about, don't usually do as well as the main yeah. franchise does. So yeah, Hobbs and Shaw. Hobbs and Shaw. Um, Rotten Tomato score. Okay, out of 316 reviews, it's certified fresh at 90. percent People love this movie. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's critics, man. They liked it. Uh, audience score out of twenty five thousand plus ratings, it's fresh at eighty percent. People like the movie. Yeah. It's a good movie. Um, it's a good movie. Yeah, I get it. I mean, people like it. They go back critics and audience. I mean, I was actually surprised at the ninety percent. I'll be a hundred percent. I remember when this I saw ninety percent, and I was like three hundred and sixteen reviews, and it's ninety percent. I, I remember when this movie came out. People really loved this movie. Yeah, yeah. I was surprised. I I didn't think it would be that high. I but think his I critics have seen all these Batman movies. Yeah. Especially such a breath of fresh air in yeah. a way at the time, and and making fun of and and you know what I mean. It's Warner yeah. Brothers being able to make fun of themselves, being able to make fun of this character at a time where like this is when is this movie? What year did this movie come out? Twenty seventeen. Twenty seventeen. So we're off. We're a year separated from Batman versus Superman. Yep. Which you which know, makes it into this movie. Yeah, yeah. it does, <laughs> and and, and uh, which people weren't 
huge fans of. Like right. it wasn't it wasn't hitting the way people wanted, so they're right. actually able to make fun of that right. in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it, it it is. I like that Warner Brothers makes fun of themselves. I like that DC makes fun of themselves. DC, yeah, the house that Batman built. That's right, Superman. Screw you. He doesn't say screw yeah. you, but he basically says screw you, Superman. But I love I love that whole opening. Logos. I New logos. love I love that whole opening <laughs> when everything is running. He's just and he's commenting on every single logo that comes up. The one thing black screen. Maybe all great all great films start with a black screen. You, do you think it's too late to uh, to re-edit this movie because he specifically calls out the Rat Pack logo? Yes, he does. Which is uh, Brett Ratner. Yeah. Not a good person. Yeah, not a great guy. So not a great maybe... Guy. Uh, um, Brett Ratner, not a great guy. Somebody we will talk about on here one day. I recently rewatched all the Rush Hour movies. I still think he it's a great... Three. He does three. I, I, it, he does three. He does all three. No, no, he does He does the third one. I don't think he does the, the first two, does he? Yes, he does. Does he? He directs all three. It's a, it, All three are Brett Ratner. Wow, I thought he only did the third no, one. No, he directs all three movies. Look it up. I'm going to let you do that. Quick. No, I, be- I believe you. You don't, so look it up. I believe you. Yeah, you're there right. You you're right. Um, he, he directs all three movies. And look, I've been on this podcast saying that I think the first two Rush Hour movies are phenomenal. And I stand by that. I think they are phenomenal. Um, as my ratings on Letterboxd will show. Rush Hour 3 is is weaker. But the first two movies are are phenomenal. Uh, and I'm excited for Rush Hour 4. I hope they make it. I really hope it happens. Uh, Rush Hour. Great, great thing. Um, did Brett Ratner do some X-Men movies? He did the third one. God, he, did, he did Last Hand. That's, that's going to be another one that is, is kind of has problematic people because that's also Brian Singer. Yeah. And Brian Singer is also not a oh, good yeah, person. Oh it's, yeah, it's almost every... Because it's Singer, Ratner. Singer does the first two. Then yeah. it's Ratner. Then it's... Singer comes back too for Well, yeah, then, then it's... um. Is it Matt Reeves? Does he do um, First Matt Class? Reeves? I think he does First Class. Well, Matt Reeves is not problematic. No, no, that's what I'm saying. He's like, he's like the one person. Yeah. And then Singer comes back for the rest the rest of them. Wow. So, yeah. okay. besides wow. uh, the Wolverine movies, which is two of those are Gene's uh, Mangold. And we love Mangold. Yeah. Yeah. And we love Mangold here. Um, but yeah, okay. So that's interesting then. But why are we talking about Brett Ratner? Why are we going? Oh, because Brett the, because the Rat Pack. The he, Rat Pack. Logo, he calls right. out the Rat Pack logo, and I'm like, I was, <laughs> yeah. And you're like, eh, maybe it hasn't aged well. Maybe it hasn't aged well. Yeah, that's that's not great. Okay. So do you want to get into the cast? Uh, I do. Here, real quick, just Go ahead. just so Very I can quickly, I'll let you do it. To answer this. X-Men movies. Brian Singer does the first two. Then Brett Ratner. X-Men Origins is Gavin Hood. Don't know who that is. Then the Wolverine Logan is James Mangold. Uh, Matthew Vaughn, I'm sorry. Matthew Vaughn does Vaughn. X-Men First Class. Gotcha. Not Matt Reeves, I apologize. He's the Kingsman guy. Uh, yeah. Uh, Brian Singer does X-Men Days of Future Past and Apocalypse. And then Simon Kinberg, Kinsberg does Dark Phoenix. So, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Besides, like, looking at the main line X-Men, besides Simon Kinsberg... And Matthew Vaughn, mm-hmm. it's a lot of problematic people. Yeah. James yeah. Mangold, the, the Wolverine Deadpool stuff, they're fine. That's yeah. fine. But, like, the main X-Men line? Yeah. It's problematic. It's a little tarnished. And we're going to talk about that one day. <laughs> we got, we're going to have to talk the X-Men movies but, one day and go over that. And, you know. Let's get back to the Lego Let's Batman. Let's get back to the Lego Batman movies. Let's get off Brett Ratner. All right. Starring. This is a long cast list, I'm going to tell yeah. you. I put, I put, like, all the people in. Good, because. Because I really wanted to just, like, lay out this cast. Because I was like, there's a lot of people attached to this movie. Um, okay, here we go. Starring Will Arnett as Bruce Wayne and Batman, Zach Galifianakis as the Joker, Michael Sarah as Dick Grayson and Robin, Rosario Dawson as Barbara Gordon and Batgirl, Ray Fiennes as Alfred Pennyworth, Jenny Slate as Harley Quinn, 
Hector Elizondo as James Gordon, Ellie Kemper as Phyllis, Mariah Carey as Mayor McCaskill. That's right. Uh, and Lauren White as Chief O'Hara and Medusa. Featuring voice cameos. Mm -hmm. Now here's mm -hmm. where it's going to get big. Mm -hmm. Featuring voice cameos from Channing Tatum as Superman, Jonah Hill as Green Lantern, uh, Adam Devine as The Flash, Billy D. Williams as Two-Face, Ricky Lindholm as Poison Ivy and Wicked Witch of the West, Conan O'Brien as The Riddler, Jason Manzukas as Scarecrow, Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman. Ironic. Ironic. This is before that this movie. This is before that movie. Yeah. Matt Villa as Killer Croc, Kate Micucci as Clayface, uh, Doug Benson as Bane. Great Bane. Great Bane. <laughs> We're talking about uh, John Venzen as Penguin, David Burroughs as Mr. Freeze, Lara Kitlinger as Orca, Jermaine Clement as the Eye of Sauron, Susie Izzard as Lord Voldemort. Now, used to be... Eddie Izzard. Yes. Yeah. I didn't want a dead name. Formerly known as Eddie Izzard. Yes, is now Susie Izzard. Um, also, very funny that they just couldn't get Ray Fiennes to do I want to talk about it. I, I want to talk about, about that. Um, Seth Green as King Kong and Swamp Creature, Nicholas Briggs as the Daleks, and he does it on the show as yep. well. Yep. Um, and Siri as Pooter. Yeah. Pewter. Yeah. Pewter. Uh, so before we you have get into this cast, no, 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 I don't have anybody okay. else. Uh, there are one, two, three, four, five, six, there are seven people in this cast list that are entering the multi-franchise Hall of Fame. Seven. There are seven people. Wow. Before we get into it, okay. can you name anybody off the top of your head, off the top of my head that's, that's going into this? List. We haven't done... Okay. Um, I'm going to look at my thing here. Who have we Some done? of these had main roles. Some of these some had side, small roles. Main roles, small roles. A lot of the, the guests came. Okay, right. right off the top of my head. Ray Fiennes. Okay, yeah. He was He's Baltimore. Yep, I get yep, that. Yep, yep. Yeah, that's easy. Oh my god, who else? That's a main role... I mean, just not, not even main roles in this, but main roles and supporting roles in even the movies that we've done. Other, the other movies. Channing Tatum? Nope. No. You're close, though. Jonah Hill? Jonah Hill. Okay. Do you remember what Jonah Hill was in? <sighs> Jonah Hill was in... God, I hate going I'll give back you, to I'll all give you, I'll give you a hint. Because I can't you remember. You got Intent to Touch. You got the Intent to Touch. Oh, he's in the Museum. He's Brendan! Yeah. yeah, he was in the Museum. <laughs> Is that Secret of the Tomb, or is that... Uh, that is, um... The second one, Battle of Smithsonian. Battle of Smithsonian, Battle yep. Smithsonian. okay. Um, let me guess, maybe... Oh, Billy D. Williams. No. Yeah. It, that's, because... that's this franchise. That's this franchise. Billy D. Williams is in Batman. Yeah. That's this franchise. This doesn't count. It's the same franchise. Calm down. Okay. <laughs> you don't have to yell at me. You can just, uh, just, you know, you can be a human and just say it to me. <laughs> no, just because your face, you're like, what? Wait, I know, I know. Doesn't mean to yell. Um, I apologize. <laughs> it's okay. Conan hasn't done anything else, right? Nope, okay, Conan. I didn't think so. I, didn't I even checked to see well, if I did, he popped I know, up. Yeah. If it, like, I checked to see if he popped up as like as a background late night, late night or something. Thing, yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Um. God Almighty, I'm not getting any of these, am I? Um. I don't know. I'm just gonna start. Jason Manzukas? Nope. Really? Nope. Zoe Kravitz? Yes. Really? What yep. has she done? Uh, I'll give, I'll give you a hint. Okay. Uh, she was a legacy. Oh character. my God! She's in a. <laughs> She's in Crimes of Grindelwald. <laughs> She's yeah. in Crimes of Grindelwald. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god. So Zoe Kravitz Zoe is the Kravitz. third one. Okay. God almighty. Ellie this is Kem fun. As Ellie Kemper? Ellie Kemper. Ellie Kemper. Ellie Kemper. Uh, give me a hint. Terrible movie. Not the worst in that franchise, but terrible movie. She just Pitch Perfect 2? Spends the entire uh, movie getting uh, the crap kicked out of her uh, by a child. Home Alone! <laughs> She's in Home Alone. Home, home Alone. Home, home Sweet, sweet home, home Alone. Oh my god. Ellie Kemper. Okay. Um... 
That's four, right? That's four. That's four. That's four. I have how many? Three more? Uh, three more, yeah. Three more. Okay. Uh, it's not Jenny Slate, right? It's not Jenny it's Slate. It's not Jenny Slate. Um, are the other ones people I would recognize? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, really? you would know all... Yeah. yeah. I yep. know them. Okay. Um, one of them has a main role in this movie, and the other two have like the voice cameos. One of them have a main role in this One of them movie. has a main role in this movie. Okay, I already uh, said And, and my hint to you for that one is that he was another voice in another movie we did before. His other appearance in the movie wasn't... It it's not Arnett, no. Sarah? Nope. Galifianakis? It's Galifianakis. And he had a voice role. He was a voice role, huh? In another movie we've yeah, done. And what was the other only other animated franchise we did? The only other animated franchise we did was Shrek. It's not a, it's not a Shrek movie. It's not a Shrek movie. It's a Puss in Boots movie. He was in Puss. He was in the first Puss in Boots he's, movie. Uh, Humpty Dumpty. Yes, he's Humpty Dumpty. Yep. Okay, okay. This is fun actually. I'm enjoying. This. <laughs> I'm actually really enjoying this. Um, that's fine. So you got two left. Yeah, got two left. Okay. And they're and they're voice cameos. And they're so they're voice not cameos. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to say. Oh man, this is fun. Um, and these are like recognizable people. Oh yeah, absolutely. Doug Benson. No. Jermaine Clement. Nope. Um, You're just oh, up. Seth Green! Yeah. Seth Green! Seth Green. Austin, Austin Powers. Yeah, Austin Powers. Seth Green. Yeah. How did I not That's think of six, that? So there's one left. There's one left. Uh, the last one uh, is obviously Siri. No, it's not Siri. Is it Susie? Is it? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a man. It's a man. What man haven't I named? It's, it's like a regular... Like, it's, I know this it, person? You know this person, yeah. If you, I mean, maybe you don't they're, remember they're their one name. Of the, they're one of the voice cameos? They're a voice cameo, yeah. It's the one of the, the Justice League. It's one of the Justice League. Mm-hmm. Oh, Adam Devine. Adam Devine. Perfect. Yep. I didn't say Adam Devine. Yeah, I'm like, looking at I'm like, nope. I'm like Channing Tatum, Jonah Hill. I didn't even it's say Adam Devine. Devine. So, That's perfect. And multi-franchise Hall of Fame. Seth Green, Zoe Kravitz, Adam Devine, yeah. Jonah Hill, Ellie Kemper, Ray Fiennes, and Zach Galifianakis. All in this movie. They've all talked about him before. Wow. Pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. Well, that was fun, actually. I enjoyed yeah. that. I, well, as soon as you said seven, I was like, I got to guess all seven of these. <laughs> I have to do it. Um, okay, cool. Because I know you're awful... I'm remembering so the yeah. where they were before. I don't. I so. don't remember what they did before. I'm like, right, right. Once we're through it, I'm like, I don't. I don't remember. Usually, anymore. I I understand that. But what was it? Um, when it was um like a big one a couple weeks ago, and you I just forget. I was like, dude, come on, like, I oh, watch Gar- a lot of movies. Gary Oldman. I was like, you should know Gary Oldman. I, I watch a lot of movies and I put a lot of stuff out of my head. You know, my world doesn't revolve around this. Uh, My world doesn't revolve around this either. You have a family. You're I a have a son, now. bro. Yeah, I know. I know. I still forget. I just, you know, I put this out of my head as soon as I walk out the door. <laughs> I need to. Have, I need to have a healthy mind. Let's go through this cast. Let's go through this cast. I edit these shows, so I mean, I. I yeah, I know you have more of a responsibility. I'm aware. <laughs> Siri. Every time Peter. Batman says Peter, Peter, it's great. <laughs> I know Siri's like not a person. I but know, it's, but it's, still... it's fascinating to me that they just like. Program the iPhone Siri to do that. Well, if you if you if you do Hey Siri, if you if you refer to as Peter, it will it will respond. Yeah, yeah, it will respond to. Like, hey, I don't Peter. know if it does it anymore, but at one point, if you said Hey, hey Peter, let's find out right it now. Responded. Let's find out right now. Hey Peter, welcome home, sir. I have your rom coms queued yeah. up, sorted by decade. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. Oh, I love it. Just like the Lumos, the you know the Lumos thing. If you say Lumos, you're you're like you're a flash will turn on. We'll do that now. Yeah, if let's you, try. It. If you say Lumos for let's Harry have, Potter, let's just have fun with uh, let's just have fun with Siri. Hey Siri, Lumos. There it is. And if you say, um, I think is it Knox? What do what do they say to turn it off? I think it's... Siri Knox. Yep. Okay, I turned flashlight off. There wow. it is. What an incredible, <laughs> what an incredible <laughs> technology has come so far, ladies and gentlemen. If you knew any other Siri tricks, if you know any know. other Siri, do you like Siri tricks? <laughs> 
send them to franchise me at <laughs> franchise me pod at gmail.com so we can do more on air. You can't see the flashlight go on, <laughs> but, but we can. But it did. <laughs> but it, it did. did. Um, um, but no, yeah, every every time he goes, Peter, and that relationship with Peter, it's it's funny. It's Even, really and funny. again, that's a carryover from Lego Batman. Yeah. Still funny. Yes. Don't care. Still funny. Still funny. Uh, Nicholas Briggs as the Daleks. Um, he does the voice of the Daleks yeah. on Doctor Who. Um, it's been a role he's done his whole life. It's a fun role. It's cool. It's fun. I like. It's cool that they have the Daleks. In I like there that they got like, yeah. Uh, as like one of the, like the big bad villains. I really like. It also kind of. I feel like the Daleks get overlooked so much, and like Doctor Who gets overlooked a lot. But it, it's like it's really big for British audiences. Yeah. So it's kind of cool to include it in there and be like, hey, look, these like. And, and they, for American audiences, it kind of highlights the show that maybe they don't recognize. And what do they say? He says, like, these British robots, right? These the British theme. robots, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's kind of cool that he highlights... It highlights a show in, Amer- in an American movie, this British show, that maybe a lot of people aren't aware of. Aren't but aware of it, yeah. I think they will soon, because Doctor Who is coming to Disney Plus this year. Doctor Who! Do you like Doctor Who? Do you like Doctors? Do you want to know who? Stupid. Um, <laughs> Seth Green as King Kong and Swamp Creature. Uh, yeah, uh, I love Seth Green. It, I do too. And again, he has a background in animation, so it's yeah. not a surprise. It also feels, like, it also feels like Chris McKay called him and from I was Robot say, Chicken yeah. and was like, hey, do you want like a small role in this? If Chris McKay is coming from Robot Chicken, then of course. Yeah, yeah he like called Seth and he's like, hey, you he want to He makes like, some monkey noises and... Uh, but yes. I, I guess... I believe Swamp Creature speaks. He does, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he does. But again, like that's supposed to be like the creature from the Black Lagoon, but yep. I don't know if they have that. And then I guess, I think King Kong is in the public domain. King Kong is public domain, so yeah. you can do you can like, use it you for can whatever, whatever Kong, you want. Yeah, yeah. remember can, Disney Disney Disney's making a King Kong yep movie. Disney's or making right? a King Kong movie or something. Uh, probably a Bob Iger decision there. Not sure what's going on there. I guess we'll find out. Uh, but yeah, King Kong is public domain, so you can like actually use him in whatever yeah. you want. Which is you can't cool. use the certain iterations, but you can use uh, the generic the character of King, King Kong. Kong yes. yes, you can use a giant ape <laughs> climbing a building. <laughs> <laughs> um, Susie Izzard. As Lord Voldemort. Okay. Let's talk about why they just couldn't get Ray Fiennes either, to do it's, it. Either it's a joke yeah. that like we have Ray Fiennes in the movie and, and we're, we're just not going to have him play We're just not going to have him read some lines, some extra lines. Like that might be a joke <laughs> that like everybody, oh, we have Voldemort so we're expecting Ray Fiennes to do it. Yeah. Or they just like, maybe Ray Fiennes like, no, I'm done. Like he's like, I'm done playing the character. Yeah. I'm not doing I, it anymore. I couldn't like, really find anything on why he didn't do it. I think it was, I, I think I... I imagine it's either a joke or, like you said, maybe Ray Fiennes was just like, yeah, I'm kind of just done doing it. I mean, he's he. it's not like – he's what, like five years out? Yeah. Five, six years out from the ending of Harry Potter. Maybe he's like, yeah, I don't really want to get people excited that I'm like voicing Lord Voldemort in the movie again. Maybe that was part of it. Yeah. Maybe he was like, I don't want to like excite people into thinking I'm doing yeah. it. Was Lord Voldemort in the Lego movie? I don't believe so. No. I don't believe so either. Um, but maybe that was it. Maybe he was just kind of he a, looked at it. A as lot like, of these. I don't think any of these villains were appeared. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, I, I imagine maybe that's part of it. Maybe it was just the excitement level of people being like, he's voicing Voldemort, and maybe it would have like blown things out of proportion more because Voldemort yeah. really doesn't have a big role in this movie. I'd be interested to see when he filmed his portion of the ride. Yeah, because like maybe he did because I think he does come back for the for the Gringotts ride. Yeah. And it's like maybe he did that, and that was his closing chapter. Yeah, and he was just like, Harry "I'll do Potter it for the ride." I'm done, right? Um, but you couldn't hit us. You couldn't hit us with a with a. Like, you, yeah. you, know. you couldn't just give us a. Abanagadava! You couldn't give that to us. Uh, it would have been nice. It would have been nice. We get a Wingardium Leviosa. Wingardium Leviosa. Yeah, but it's not him. It's not him. But it's still funny that they use that spell out of all the spells. Um, but yeah, it's fine. But that bothered me. 
like when I first, I was like, I was like, you, you couldn't get, get Ray he's, he's, he's in the there. booth. He's in the booth doing all these Alfred lines. You couldn't just slip him some Voldemort lines. You go, come maybe, on. Maybe like, like they just like had like the like they didn't even tell him Voldemort's in the movie. They just had like, here's Alfred's lines for the day. Why is Alfred saying Avada Kedavra? We thought it'd be funny. It'd be funny. All right, all right. Oh my God, oh. Why, is, why is there a note that says in Voldemort voice? Yeah, yeah. Nah, you know, <laughs> nah, you know just do it. Uh, just do it. Just do it. You're contractually obligated. <laughs> Could have been a contract thing, too. Maybe he signed on to play Alfred, not Voldemort. Yeah. There, it, it literally, there literally might be a clause in his... That, like, they couldn't have him right. portray the character. Exactly. Yeah. Jermaine Clement as the Eye of Sauron. Look, for, uh, Jermaine for Clement is fantastic. I want to say this, too. I love that these, all these classic movie villains yes. <laughs> are even in the... In the movie, like, as that's the a big great bads way. locked away in the Phantom in Zone, the Phantom it's zone. really smart. It's really smart. I really like that. Um, it's so funny to have Jermaine Clement do it. Look, I'm a Flight of the Concords fan. I, I really, really big fan uh, of them. You know, I mean, they're kind of together, I guess. Like, they don't really do much together anymore. They perform every now and again. I did see them a few years ago when they toured. Oh, you did? Um, that's yeah, cool, yeah. Man. I saw them a few years ago when they like reunited the tours. It was a really fun show. But to have him as the Eye of Sauron so funny because he's from New Zealand. Those movies are shot in New, New Zealand. Zealand. And then to have him, his voice come through, how do you feel about lava? <laughs> it's just so good. It's so good. And I'm like, think, that's really fun. I think uh, Joker's got an eye on us. No, he has a giant eye on us. <laughs> he has a giant eye on us. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed that. Uh, so Jermaine Clement, the Eye of Sauron. Fun yeah. little role. Lava. Um, Laura Kitlinger as Orca. I wanted to talk about Orca. Because this is an overlooked villain uh, much of the time in Batman lore. Yeah. I think they use Orca very well in this movie. I think at the very end, they're just like, they're like, and Orca! Oh, he's got, it's Orca! He's a whale! And he kind of just like, he doesn't really have powers. Mm-hmm. Just a whale. <laughs> it's literally just a whale. Yeah. No powers whatsoever. It's just a giant whale. And I think that's very funny. Uh, David Burroughs as Mr. Freeze. Yeah. Quick line. Quick line. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of wrote down everybody because I was like, no, I just you, you want to shout like, him out. I want to yeah, shout him out. He's good. Yeah. He's good. He's very good. Um, John Venzen as Penguin. He's kind of doing like it feels like a little bit of like the '66 Penguin. He's. I think he's modeling after Devito. Devito, though. you're right. Yeah. That's who it is. He's modeling after Devito. And well, the design is modeled after Devito. Sometimes they're ma- they're mashing up like different voices. Yes, but he's modeled after Devito. He's modeled after Devito, and he's, he's he does a good job. I like it. Like again, it's kind of like a one line deal, but yeah. it's fun. Doug Benson is Bane. This is great. This is great. It's just ripping apart the Dark Knight Rises, especially right after we did Dark Knight Rises last <laughs> week. To see this is really enjoyable. He, he says like just, he just says like the most mundane lines, but he's like. Just in the voice. In the voice. Oh, blah, 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 blah. And it's just like, oh, that's so good. Yeah, it's... Ooh, I'm here too now. I, like, I have it, I think, in casting your fun facts, but, like, Doug, Doug Benson was apparently, like, doing this on, like, his podcast for he? a while, and Chris McKay was a really big fan of it. So they just got And him. they were like, hey, do you want to just do Bane in the movie? And he was like, yeah, sure, because he was already doing the voice on the podcast, and they were just like, oh, yeah, sure. So he just came in and just did it for the character. Yeah. And I, I, I think that's really cool that they uh, The problem with, like, the, cast with a big cast like this is that when somebody speaks... Half the time you don't even know who's saying something or what, but you can always tell it's Bane because yeah. of that voice. Because so. it's so distinct, yeah. Um, Kate Micucci as Clayface. She has um, a great little line where she's just like, I'm just a giant with clay! Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm just a giant with clay! Yeah, it's so good. Um, again, really cool to see Clayface in here. Um, what I like about why I'm naming all these people is just because 
Like, it's literally, like, just all of his villains. Well, they, they're literally... It's so cool. That's the joke of the movie, right? Like, yeah. like they're literally... Like, I remember in the trailer, but, like, in the movie, the, the giant joke... Like, the, the giant joke is, like, all the Batman villains. And it's, like, the people that you know. The Joker, Riddler, yeah. Bane, Catwoman. You know, and then it's, like, Condiment King, Orca! Yeah. You know, uh, all these Condiment people. And, Are some of those people real? <laughs> Are some of those people fake? No, everybody's like, real. Every, yeah, like, goes, you're making some of those up. Yeah, he, t- the way he delivers that line, are you making some of those up? And he's just like, no, Every, they're all real. Everybody's real. <laughs> Worth a Google. <laughs> um, that is, uh, I believe that is uh, Lord and Miller as those two pilots at the beginning. Oh, is it? That's Lord and Miller because I believe they produced this movie, if I remember correctly. Well, they produced the original. I don't know if they produced Did they produce this one too? I feel like they did. They either produced it... it if they didn't produce it, it is them, I believe, though. I, well, I, I mean, I would believe them. it because they produced they produced the original. Yes, Lego Movie produced by Yep, Christopher Phil Lord Christopher Miller. Yep, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, and they do those pilots in the beginning, which is really fun. That's funny. Um, yeah, very fun. Uh, Matt Villa as Killer Croc. Really yeah, quick. Really quick. Really quick. Really quick. Yeah. Fun. Cool seeing Killer Croc in here. Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman. It's really funny that how she weird ends up- is it that she is in this movie, voicing Catwoman, and then. Literally a few years later, because this Catwoman. is still when they were planning on doing a Affleck Batman. Yep, so it's Affleck, not. Like, it's Affleck not like, like this was. This wasn't. Not, Pattinson Ma- wasn't even announced yet. Matt what? Reeves wasn't announced. Yet. But it that was, movie didn't exist. As, the yeah. movie didn't even exist. As, I think, as far as we knew at this time, it was Affleck's the Batman. It was Affleck is the Batman. He's directing it. He's writing it. He's doing everything with the movie, and it's going to be this crazy yeah. thing. And that's all we knew. Zoe Kravitz wasn't even in, like, contention. Yeah, so if they're doing Affleck, then obviously it's not going to be Kravitz. They're not going to no. cast Catwoman that young. No. It, it, they, they, so. have, they weren't even thinking of the Batman yet. It was still Affleck, yeah. which is crazy. Which is really funny that she ends up obviously playing this playing role. Playing this role later. Action, it, it, yeah. it was kind of this weird thing. And she's been up for the role before, Serendipitous, I believe. Right? I believe she's been up for the role before. So it's kind of cool. Um, yeah, serendipitous. She gets to voice it, and then she gets to actually do it. I'm a bigger fan of uh, the Batman, obviously. As we'll talk about. Wait, you like the Batman? <laughs> uh, Jason Manzukas. Jason Manzukas as Scarecrow. I love Manzukas. I love Manzukas too. This is guy great. is every time I see him, and every time I see him in a movie or a voice role, it feels like you cast Jason Manzukas when you just need absolute chaos. Oh yeah, for something because his energy is so chaotic, and he just yells and he's over the top, and I'm like, this guy is so chaotic and he's so much fun i like his scarecrow in this movie it's just over the top he's i, I that's love a it. familiar voice you yeah. know that voice. as soon as the voice comes out ah you're like that's manzoukas i'm a big <laughs> fan of uh how did this get made and he's great yes. on that too yeah and, he's uh, very good on that yeah they're coming to philly and i was debating like if i wanted to you go you should go i debated then nah, i'm not gonna go no nah, you should go you're a fan they're doing the the original dungeon dragon movie and i have no interest oh okay yeah you know. maybe not then maybe not it was a different movie you'd go but yeah, if they were doing like Catwoman or something. You know? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm, I don't know how I feel about Catwoman. I don't know. <laughs> we'll find out next week. <laughs> um, Conan O'Brien as the Riddler. This is my boy. Yeah, um, but this is great. Again, but, uh, this is my I boy. couldn't tell you what he does in this movie. I couldn't tell you. He does. Here. He does a funny laugh, and he does when they're in the box. Riddle me this. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> how do we get out of it? Like, it's it's a really silly thing, but. Um, I really like they put him in the movie. I think he's a great Riddler because Riddler often is depicted as having like is, is a redhead is often depicted yeah, as a redhead. So, then he, so to just get like Conan O'Brien to do redhead. it, the re- like yeah. the most well known redhead in the world, like ever, and just have him do the silly high pitched riddle me this. It's just really enjoyable. Um, again, it's not as many lines as I was hoping for, but it's it's fun that he's in the movie. It's where's very the, fun. Where's the, the Lego movie. Riddler movie? 
Where's the Lego Riddler movie? That's what we're all asking for. Ricky Lindholm as Poison Ivy and Wicked Witch of the West. She's great. Yeah, she's really good. Her Wicked Witch is really good. It's really good. Like, I thought, like, when I heard it, I was like, are they just using, like, archive audio or something? Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's actually, like, a voice actress doing that. I was like, that's really good. Yeah. Um, And Poison Ivy's really not in it as much. Um, They got Ricky Lindholm and Kate McCucci in the same movie. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. Billy D. Williams as Two Face. He finally he comes back. gets to do it. He finally gets to do he it. He comes back and he gets to do it. This doesn't count. Yeah. This doesn't count. This doesn't count. It's the same franchise. Yeah. <laughs> it's really cool to have him in here. It is here. cool, yeah. Um, to give him that nod and to give him just the opportunity to do it is really great. I'm really glad these guys, or I guess McKay was like, as he's casting the movie, he's like Two Face, and he thought. Billy D. Williams, the guy yeah. who got screwed out of the role. Let's give him the opportunity to come in here and do it. It's like how it's, they cast. It's really awesome. It's like when they cast Nicolas Cage as Superman in the Teen Titans Go movie. Yeah, like that was a great like little nod. That was a great to little nod to the movie that never existed. Yeah, and then we actually get to see it kind of come to life in the Flash, uh, in CGI. You call it coming to life, I call that the <laughs> CGI mess. Hey, Nicolas Cage was in the room. Dude. I know he did, and it still looks like. <laughs> he was there, man. Okay. How do you? That up so badly if he was there. I don't know. He looks like sh- No, he looks really bad. He looks really bad. <laughs> I like that movie, but he looks like sh- Say it again. All of those things yeah. are f- nightmare fuel. <laughs> I saw a clip of it again and like the CGI Henry Campbell yeah. too. Um just, just like a still image. Yeah. Because when it's moving it's it's better. Yeah. When you see like a still image, you're like, oh my god. Well the <laughs> Well, the Cavill thing is also like it's I just a it. shot from behind too. It's no, it's even... not. It's no the uh, in when he's in the when he's in the Chrono Ball and he's okay. The, yes. They show the Justice League film. Oh, okay. Yeah, gotcha. You you see that Adam Devine as the Flash. He's good. He's he, good. He's a good. He's a good uh, cartoon Flash. The Flash does appear in the Lego Movie, but does not have a voice. Okay. He so is given the voice in this movie, in this movie. and it's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I like I like his lines though that he gets. Like he's very. Uh, hey, can you take this picture? Hey, for can us? you take this picture for us? <laughs> and then he runs away. <laughs> it's all the Justice League. Oh. oh. Okay. <laughs> okay. Like he's so like it. That's kind of a heartbreaking scene. It's just like seeing Batman like ostracized from the Justice and League because he's, he's never there. I have to uh, leave this party without anybody noticing. Zoop zoop. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, we'll just do these next two together. Channy Tatum is Superman and Jonah Hill is Green Lantern. These I'll are carryovers do... from the Lego movie. These are carryovers from the Lego movie, yeah. Oh, great. Absolutely. Great. A great pair, obviously, playing off the dynamic of 21 Jump Street, 22 yes. Jump Street. This is kind of at the time where they're still kind of inseparable in a way. Like, everyone kind of puts Channy Tatum and that was Jonah still Hill fresh together. In the, yeah. Yeah, it's very interesting. I'm like, it's weird that that was like a thing. Like, these guys were like a comedy team, and they don't really do anything any together yeah. anymore. But it was they're kind and of they really only on did those movies, but there was still yes. a debate: of, Are we going to get a twenty-three Jump Street? Are we going to get the God. the Men in Black uh, combo? I'm just going to tell you right now: If they can make Magic Mike's Last Dance, they can make twenty-three Jump Street. They can do they it, can do and it. they should do it. I think Jonah Hill should come back to comedy with him and do it in his current state with the long hair. Although he's kind of getting canceled right now. He's canceled. Yeah, never mind. He's getting canceled. Maybe not. No, no, Seth not. Rogen. Seth Rogen was always in those movies. Yeah, it's Seth Rogen. They'll put Seth Rogen in instead. That'll be fun. That's literally from um, the, from the uh, post-credits yeah. of uh, 20, 22 Jump Street. Um, I will, contract negotiations. <laughs> I will say, uh, 
Jonah Hill's Green Lantern, it's fine. It's not anything to stand up. I really like Channing Tatum's I Superman. Really, I would. I think he's so like again, huge ego. Yeah, I just had to lock them away in the Phantom Zone, carry. You know, I just had to do it. <laughs> just I like, like, oh my god. I really like Channing Tatum. There's yeah. something about this dude that I really like. He's got a good story, and I know he's not the strongest actor. Yeah, but like the dude can carry a movie when he needs to. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to you know do the. For different reasons, obviously, but like to do the Magic Mike yeah, films sure. to to got, kind of highlight him a little bit, yeah. Um, but just in things that I've seen, like I watched the movie Dog, and it, and that yeah. was you know that was a solid movie and kind of it performed better than people were expecting. Yeah, yeah. It did well. And he yeah. like was co-directed that too. Like I'll be honest, I, with you, I think it was the trailer too. People were really sold on that. It was a good trailer. It's a dog movie. People well, it's a dog, dog movie. Movies, people yeah. like dog movies, but the trailer was funny and it brought. It kind of was enough to get you in the theater. And it had Kevin Nash in it. So. And it had Kevin Nash in it, which is fun. It's cool to have Kevin Nash show up in your dog movie. Channing Tatum likes Kevin Nash. Oh no, I know, like, I know, because he was in that Magic <laughs> Mike. He did that Magic Mike stuff. He's like, hey, come on over. Uh, but no, I, I um I really like him and, and I I think he's a great choice for Superman. Yeah, and it's a shame that we didn't we didn't get that sequel where we flesh out the relationship between Batman, Batman and, and Superman Super- more Batman because Superman, yeah. to give Channing Tatum more of a than just a few lines in the movie. Right, because he really. I think he, I think he would play off of Arnett's Batman really well, very well, and just yeah. seeing that relationship hash out more would be interesting. Like. I would really. Uh, you're right. There's something really interesting there, and watching these two guys really like come to terms with each other would yeah. be interesting. But yeah, hopefully one day, maybe one day we'll get it. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. Channing Tatum, he, he he really has a good story too. I like, like him. just from where he. Yeah, I agree with you. He's really he's really grown on me throughout the years. Lauren White as Chief O'Hara and Medusa. Chief O'Hara. Here's. Chief O'Hara. Here's what I didn't like. I wish she did a Scottish accent for Chief O'Hara. Or That's like an true. Irish accent. That's true. I don't remember if he's was Irish that, or Scottish. Was that a character that was created for the Irish. show, right? Was Chief O'Hara created for the show? Chief O'Hara was created for the 66 show. was not in any of the comic yeah. books. I told you this. Yeah, he was no, created remember, yeah. specifically so, so G- Gordon, Gordon had somebody to talk yeah. to. <laughs> but I like that they put O'Hara in this movie. It's really cool. It's, it's, cool. A, it's a cool little nod to the 66 uh, stuff. Um, but like I said, I just wish there was the accent there. I think that would have really sold it. Just as more of like, a, yeah, oh, it's Chief true. O'Hara and he has the Irish accent or whatever. That would have been really cool. Well, I like that it's a woman, too. I like that it's a woman, too. Yeah. Um, and she also does Medusa. And the Medusa is very good. Yeah. I like the Medusa. Um, okay. Mariah Carey as Mayor McCaskill. Has a bigger role than a you would think. A bigger role than you think. Why is Mariah Carey in this movie? I think they just wanted a name. Did they want a name? Maybe she... The only reason I could think too, because this often happens, is uh, these celebrities will have like a kid and they want to take their kid yeah, to a movie premiere say, yeah. and they kind of approach them and say like, hey, do you want to do it? And she's like, oh yeah, I have a kid. So yeah, I'll do the Lego Batman movie and then I can bring them to the premiere. The only thing Maybe I can think of... Maybe that's what this was. I have no proof of this. In my mind, they offered the role to Halle Berry and she said no. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like, that you know, I'm trying to think of like somebody who would fit into like... The actual Batman lore. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, maybe, maybe they offered the Halle Berry, and she's just like, nah. She's like, nah, I'm not. I'm, I'm not. Never after, after that, I'm not. Never, never again. Never, never again. Yeah, never again. I don't even, <laughs> I don't even want to voice anything related to a DC project. I'm not doing it. Maybe that's why they got her. I don't know. But, like, yeah. I know. It's, it's probably not true at all. But in my mind. Maybe. Uh, it is interesting that Mariah Carey's in this, though. And I like her role. I think she's, she's good. Yeah, she's, she's good. good. She's good. She's we have to good. give ourselves up. And just, like, and she like literally gives herself up. Yeah, but it's actually, but it's Batman. But it's Batman the whole time. It's really <laughs> wonderful. Ellie Kemper as Phyllis. Phyllis the Brick. I like Ellie Kemper. I like that. It's a very I like strange the brick. character. It's a very strange character. 
I like the brick in the Phantom Zone, though. I think it's really She's fun. She's in charge of running the Phantom Zone. I need to bring all the evil guys back. And uh, you're kind of bad. You're, you're not necessarily evil, but you're not the best guy either. But then I, th- I thought... I, I forgot... I thought the conflict was going to be that she needed the Joker to come back. Right. Because if she needed Batman to come back, well, why would... Joker was in there, too, so why wouldn't she need him to come back? Right. You know? And the jo- but the Joker... Yeah, that's true. That's true. They just forgot that plot point. I guess they forgot that plot point. I guess they were just like, yeah, okay, we'll but get But she gives, this. like, a good little speech from at the end about how he's made up his... He's changed, mm-hmm. he's and changed. he's better, and yeah. You're, you have made a big change. Yeah, Ellie Kemper's great, too. I just and, like her voice. Yeah, like, she's got like, a fun as voice. During the final like fight, when as they're transporting the people back, welcome to the, welcome to the Phantom Zone, bad guy. Welcome to the Phantom Zone, bad guy. Welcome to the... Just have to keep... The, the way she has, to, she has to welcome them to the Phantom Zone is very funny. Welcome to the Phantom Zone, bad guy. Like, it's just like, why are you welcoming these guys? <laughs> oh, it's very fun. Um, Hector Elizondo as James Gordon. Okay. The prob- my problem with this is that... He's not really in it. He's, no, he's not really in it. My problem with this is that this if if it wasn't for the Dark Knight films, this Gordon would be a really great like parody of yes. what we got in the movies that all he does is flip the switch. Yep. Like this Gordon is like all he, all he ever does. And he's like and then the even when he even when he gives up the role in this movie mm-hmm. to his daughter Barbara Gordon as commissioner, right. he's like, Well, all you need is the switch. All you need is the switch. <laughs> all you need to do is press the Batman. What are you doing? All you got to do is the switch. Press the Batman switch. That's all yeah. you need. Um, but I think I think Gordon, I think um, Gary Oldman's Gordon mm-hmm. shows there's more to that character. For sure. You know, but I like, I, I do like that they do make fun of like, Gordon, at the end of the day, like most of the time in most stories, it's just there to call Batman. He's just there to that's, call Batman. That's, 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 the purpose. Kind of his, that's his purpose. That's his role. That's what he does and he does it well here. Um, switch. Switch. Jenny Slate as Harley Quinn. Here's what, I, here's what I like about her Harley Quinn. She's not trying to do animated series Harley Quinn. No, she different. does her own yeah. spin on it. And I really, really appreciate that. Not really any standout moments, but it's cool to see her. And uh, like I, I, I really appreciated the and different I like, vocal I like Jenny Slate a lot. I like, I like Jenny Slate a lot, too. Marcel Michelle. God, fantastic. She's great. I think you want to talk about this guy. Ray Fiennes as Alfred Pennyworth. <laughs> the best cinematic <laughs> Alfred. <laughs> No, he's really good. No, though. he is really he's good. He's really, really good. Um, I, I, re- I tell you, Tony is very angry at me. Is he really? Tony's angry at you. I think we finally found common ground. Uh-huh. But because I've made this point that I think Michael Keane as Alfred is one of my favorite comic book castings mm-hmm. in a movie mm-hmm. in which uh, Heath Ledger gives the best performance, a best like comic book villain performance of all time is Heath Ledger. Sure, sure. And he's like, you're choosing the old British guy who has to be an old British guy over Heath Ledger as the Joker. And I was like, I didn't say anything bad about Heath Ledger as the Joker. I said it's, I said it's one of the best, one of the greatest comic book performances of all time. Uh-huh. I just, I, my, one of my standout characters just in general mm-hmm. Is Michael? I'm not sitting here and saying Michael Keane gives the best performance. Yeah, I think he's one of the best cast in the role. Uh huh. And Tony's mad at you about this. Tony's mad at me about this. Yeah, you're saying you found common ground, but I don't think you have. I think Tony's <laughs> gonna be mad at you for a long time about this. He's gonna be very upset with you. Uh, but I, and you know what, Tony? You have every right to be. <laughs> Oh man, I'm just, I'm he's just, just adding fuel to the fire. He's just like you pick the old British guy as the old British guy, and Over not like Ledger who transforms <laughs> literally into the joke. Like <laughs> literally, like puts himself. I'm through. not saying he's not great in the movie. I'm not Look, saying I mean, that. You, well, I mean, you're kind of saying it. 
Um, talk about Ray Fiennes for me. Um, he's great. I agree with you, Tony. He's great <laughs> as this uh, father figure. Uh-huh. As literally like... And grandfather figure. And grandfather figure. <laughs> <laughs> Just, he's like, you need to spend time with your son. Excuse me? You know, this, the one you the one adopted? You adopted? <laughs> he's like, like, what? <laughs> Like, I'm growing quite fond of the, like, the little chap. Yeah, like, I'm growing quite fond of the chap. Yeah, um, but even his. But it's uh, this is also kind of one of the rare movies where they can do this, where they can have Alfred in the action. Yeah, and he's wearing the '60s. He's wearing, wearing the, the animal. I miss the '60s. I miss the '60s. <laughs> That's incredible. I love that line. But even when he comes, when they're going, Robin's going through, or Dick Grayson's going through the chain of Batman yeah. costumes. And he just goes through, and there's Alfred's in the in the line. Yeah, yeah. It's just the butler. The and he butler comes, he comes walking out, and like the, the chain of costumes. And he's yeah. just like, "Oh, hello, sir." Oh, like, hello, sir. The butler. Um, they do a, they do the fun thing in the costume thing there too. With uh, when Robin takes the Nightwing one, but it's not like the Nightwing we know. It's just yeah, like a bat. The yeah. bat wings off the helmet. It's so funny. But he, that his origin of the Robin costume is that uh. It's the Rustafarian Batman costume. Yes, yes. <laughs> That's why it has an R. That's why it has like an R that. on it. It's the Rustafarian. Oh, just take away the pant legs. Oh, that's very freeing. Um, we'll get to him in a minute. Uh, but Ray Fiennes is fantastic. He's, great. He's really great. And having him in the action and just, they give him some funny lines. Like I said, just when he pulls out the 60s Batman suit, he goes, I miss the 60s. It's really great. <laughs> it's really fun. And then he's just in the 60s Batman suit for the rest of the for like the rest of the action sequence. It's great. I really mm-hmm. enjoy that a lot. And even when he's flying through, like, he's like flying through. And he's at, he has all these lines, and oh, I just I, I really like him. He's great. Um, Rosario Dawson. He would also be a great live action Alfred. Agreed. It'll be. it'll it'll happen one day. Um, we're gonna run out of British actors at some point. We have to do it. Uh, Rosario Dawson as Barbara Gordon and Batgirl. She's great. I love Rosario Dawson. She's Dulcet. really great. She's um, really great. She's great in this. She brings a, a great uh, energy to the character. I love that they, yeah. they hint, obviously, in the beginning that Batman like is like in love with her. And I don't know if they did sequels, if that would have been fleshed out. Yeah, but I like the Super the, Friends sequel. They don't necessarily go that route. I like, yeah. that, I like that. I think it, it literally ends with him saying, and my platonic my friend. My platonic friend who's <laughs> also a girl. Who's also a girl. <laughs> and my platonic friend who happens to be a girl. Um, I, I agree with you. I'm a big fan of Rosario Dawson. Um, I really like her. I think she's great in this role. Um, I like her Barbara Gordon a lot. And we don't, funny enough, throughout all these movies, we don't get a Barbara Gordon. This is the, this only is the one. first and only time yeah. we will be discussing Barbara Gordon, um, which is kind of crazy to me. Yeah. And I think she's a great first Barbara Gordon for this animated movie. And when she actually gets to be Batgirl, it's fun too. Um, do you like Rosario Dawson? Do you like Rosario Dawson? May I interest you in Disney in Ahsoka, coming soon to Disney Plus, August twenty third. Ahsoka, Star Wars, it's flailing. <laughs> no, um, I'm actually I'm excited for that show because I've told you this though, but I've I've watched Rebels, I watched the Clone Wars. I am excited for that show. Do you think it'll be accessible I, to people it's who able- haven't watched Rebels? <sighs> Apparently, from what Filoni has said. It said it is. He has said it is, that it's accessible. Um, I know that he pointed out specific episodes that you should watch of those shows, just so you have more of an idea. Yeah. I know with this, I will say the finale of Rebels pretty much ties in directly to the yeah. show. I would maybe watch that, um, just to have some sort of idea of why they're doing what they're doing, because that's literally setting up the mission of yeah. 
what the show is about. It sets up Ezra Bridger more. Yeah, I, I, and um, I, I and why a, he's missing. I so. have a basic basic idea of that, so I think I'll yes. be okay. I think you'll be fine too. But like, pretty much the finale of Rebels ties into the show, and they're continuing that story. I'm excited for the show. Uh, you know, eight episodes. Again, they couldn't do Obi Wan in six necessarily. That was a little bit of a. I'm hoping this is better. I think it will be because Ahsoka is a really interesting character. I'm excited for it. I can't wait for it. I think it'll be fun. I think they'll, for people who like Rebels, will kind of get some uh, closure. Really wonderful things there. But um, I, I've kind of been seeing promotion for the show. I'm not loving it. They're kind of doing this whole like, oh, uh, master, and they're showing like you know Hayden Christensen as Anakin and and yeah. Ewan McGregor's Obi-Wan and this whole legacy thing and I'm like just promote the show yeah. just promote the show but it'll be fun I'm regard- regardless it'll be fun um, the standout that you want to talk about Michael Sarah as Dick Grayson and Robin he's, he's phenomenal he, he is phenomenal he, 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 every line he delivers he has the energy yeah he's he also so there. has a sadness to the character like you know like when Batman he can't or, get adopted yeah when Batman comes <laughs> to visit the of. orphanage yeah um, and everybody gets stuff except for him for yeah. you know whatever uh, it's it's really well done. It's it's sad, kind yeah. of. You see his desperation, but also like <laughs> just the constant jokes, making fun of the Robin costume. Yes, and just the the shorts. The shorts. <laughs> the shorts that he oh, that's very freeing. Very freeing. That's very freeing. Ooh, I like that. And he's like dancing around a little he, bit. What's he great. say? Something something. Let's go, Batman. Let's. I forget. He has the whole like. Rhyme. He has the whole rhyme. Yeah, I don't remember the rhyme. Um, yeah, it's it's a fu- it's very funny though. Um, Sarah is phenomenal in this movie he's very good and he just has the voice for that type of character when you look at the character of the lego character you're like of course michael Sarah's voice is coming out of that guy that's yeah. the only person it could be and he's really really great come on batman let's go uh, yeah it's very funny yeah. the only thing i wish they did was make fun of uh, batman and robin i wish he went that's yeah. a robin signal that's a robin signal that's a robin signal uh, I wish you got that. I wish you got that line. That would have been very and, funny. And uh, check out Sarah as Alan in the Barbie movie. Yeah. Also fantastic. Phenomenal. And a scene stealer in that. Scene stealer in that. Um, where's the Alan doll? <laughs> Let's get it out there. Zach Galifianakis as the Joker. Uh, I think he's a really good Joker. He's good. He's really he's good. good. Yeah, he's fun. He's an interesting, he's an inspired choice. Yeah. Um, he's a good fit for this world. He's a good fit for the yeah. world. I don't think he would, he, I would never want to see a live action. Oh, no, no, no. no. <laughs> Zach Galifianakis Joker. I don't want that. But as a voice performance in a Lego movie, he's the perfect choice. It's a satchel, Batman. It's a satchel, Batman. They also bring like such a tinge of sadness to this Joker yeah. as well. Like even when like when when Batman, you know, shuts him down is like you mean nothing to me, which it it's a pretty hard scene to watch. Like yeah. he's legit like you mean nothing to me. Like watching Joker get really sad is kind of like, "Oh wow, I kind of feel bad for this guy because he thinks like this is his like greatest adversary." And he's like not even acknowledging him as his villain, as his greatest villain. And he's yeah. like, "What the hell? You know, what, what is this?" And yeah. it, 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 you know, I really like that. And I like the exploration and of this character. He's a not. Bit. Do, he's not doing. He's not doing. He's it. not doing yeah. Mark Hamill. He's not doing. Um, he's uh, doing Zach Galifianakis. He's doing Zach Galifianakis. It's it's an original Batman. Yeah, and I, or original Joker. Yeah, and I respect that. Yeah, I do too. He's very good, and um, yeah, love him. Will Arnett as Bruce Wayne and Batman. He's been riding this coattail for a long time. He's been time. riding this coattail for a long time, but he's really good. He's really good. He's really good. I get it. I'm like, he's really good. He's really fun. He has the voice. I mean, when you think of Lego Batman, and Will Arnett already has that deep voice, so for him to just go deeper into that register to do it, it's just fantastic. 
I love uh, his difference between... Well, like, Batman and Bruce Wayne kind of are, like, the same person in this movie. Like, it really yeah. isn't that distinct difference. Like, even when he's not in the costume. Yeah, when he, he, he's always in the costume unless he has to not be. Unless he has to not yeah. be. And when he he's home, he's still he, wearing the cowl. But like, he throws a fit when he has to take it off when they're in the car. Sir, your cowl. Ugh! And he takes off the cowl. Um, I also like whenever he takes off the cowl, the hair's a mess, then it pops into... Yeah. <laughs> And it just becomes a uh, really well combed. Sir, you got to go to the Commissioner Gordon's uh, retirement party. No, 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 no. It could be good to meet. Could be good to meet friends. No, 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 no. Yeah, it's really, really great. But yeah, Will Arnett. It's just to me. I watch this movie and I'm like, this is just like, it's a comedic tour de force. He's the reason why this movie works. He's the reason why this movie exists. Yeah, because he comes in the Lego Movie and steals the show. Steals the whole thing, and then gets this whole movie where he just gets to be funny the entire time. And then gets that really great speech at the end where he really gets to deliver about family and this is your family. And he just nails it. And I'm like, this really highlights like his it's chops. Effective. It's effective. It, it highlights his acting chops quite a bit. And um, I, I really enjoyed it. I think he is just phenomenal yeah. in this movie. He, like, he is the guy. He's the key to why this movie works. Yep. Completely agree with you. All right. Uh, let's move on to synopsis. Within the Legoverse, Batman comes up against his greatest foe, who he doesn't need. The Joker. <laughs> Uh, but must also overcome an even bigger foe, learning how to trust. Yeah. Yeah. Look, we already talked about the story, all that stuff. Let's talk opinions. Let's just jump into opinions. Yeah, we already right? did the story. Let's um, jump into opinions. Let's do this. I think, and we talked about this a little bit too, mm-hmm. it, it's it's a fun movie. It's a, yeah. it's a lot of fun. Yeah. It, uh, this is a movie that I can't, when I revisited it before, like I wasn't necessarily this time looking forward to revisiting it because yeah. I was a little worried I remember the one I watched it before when I did like my Batman watch a couple years ago. Like kind of like by the time they're on the, by the time they're on like the that's not an island, but like they crash the Batwing. Yeah. And like they're about to take the family photo and stuff like that. Like I'm like, okay, it feels like we're starting to turn our wheels, spin our wheels a little bit here. Like we're right. starting to kind of do the same thing, and we're right, not right, really right. getting anywhere. I remember like kind of being a little bored and a little bit like, okay, let's this this is for kids. Yeah. But this is a movie now that like. I look forward to in, in like four to five years mm-hmm. revisiting this because I, this would be like probably my son's intro to Batman, Batman for sure, and that's gonna be like really cool to sit down and and do that. And yeah. because of the little Easter eggs that they have in here and on and tributes of the previous things, like that can help spike his interest in the right. character as well. So, it's kind of like, oh, what's this? I want yeah, to maybe watch yeah. this. And like when you're old enough yeah, and you're, you're ready, enough, you can check this out. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, not not returns, not, not not for a long time. Yeah, oh, you don't want to show him returns at uh, four years old. You don't want to, you don't want to f- your kid up. <laughs> what, what's, Did you trying to bomb him and throw him down? <laughs> Batman doesn't kill. What, what's what's going on about? What's coming out of the penguin's mouth? What's coming out of the penguin's mouth? Uh, is, uh, uh, you know, um, Dad, what's a p- <laughs> sorry? <God. laughs> oh man. Uh, but yeah, uh, no, no, like, like uh, I look forward to that, and I think, that, I think when in that time too, mm-hmm. it would, maybe my enjoyment of this will go up even more. Mm-hmm. But I did like this movie. Yeah, like, I did. I, I did like this movie. Um, like I said, it's it's hard balance with the Lego stuff we kind yeah, of talked yeah, about yeah, that yeah, earlier. Yeah. Like, it's hard because like, is it a parody? Is it a tribute? Is it is it an actual Batman story? Is it a Lego movie? Like, right. This is also kind of just in general like. We we won't have to do this movie again, but this movie will come up again in another franchise the down the road franchise. when we do the Lego yeah. franchise. I don't think we need to do this movie again, but we'll have to 
talk about it. We'll have to mention it at least. We'll just have to mention it. Yeah, you know, we can. Just we don't need to do another episode. No, no, no. no. But <laughs> but we'll have to talk about it. But then again, we'll have to look at it from that point as a Lego movie. Yeah, and not a Batman movie. Like, how does it fit in with the Lego stuff? Yeah. yeah. Um. Look, I I agree with you. I do think, like you said, is it a Lego movie? Is it a Batman movie? Is it is it a love letter? What is it? Um, I think the, the great term for that is it, it, this movie is uh, has a bit of an identity crisis. A little like, bit. A little bit. It doesn't. It's it's not a major thing where it's affecting the movie, but a, it has that a little bit in there. There's a little bit of an identity crisis. Like, what kind of movie is this? Like I said, I agree with you on the fact of like I like the movie. I do like the movie too. I like all the love letter stuff. I really think yeah. all of that's really strong. I, I like when they're going through everything and they're showing you all these people. I love that. I love when they're showing you all the villains. They go through like every villain he's ever had, and that's really cool. And, um, you know, all of that is really effective. And the, the focus on the Bat family is extremely effective. And being able to break that down and kind of show that relationship and that process, that's really great. Um, but like I said, it gets a little muddled down for me when it starts getting into kind of the Lego dynamics of the Lego yeah. Batman movie. And it's like, okay, I understand we need it because it's called the Lego Batman movie. I understand that. But do we necessarily – do we need to get bogged down in all the Lego stuff? Can we just do – I? A Batman movie. It's to some not degree. even like. It, I will say this: they don't stop the movie. They don't stop the movie to, to, but it's, to hit it. To but hit it's, that. it's a little. But it, it, there's just times where it's like, okay, like I'm buying into the reality of this right. is a Batman movie, but then we're oh, hand me a brick. We yeah. build this. It's like okay, I don't know why it's Stallone there all of a sudden. Yeah. Like you know, like. Hey. But the big thing that we mentioned earlier, the frustration we're having. The frustration is that this is the moment. No, no, no he's still selfish. This movie, like. Clearly, okay. So obviously, Batman is a very selfish character. Yes. Which is again, it's it that's that carries over from the Lego movie. Well, no, but the, but that carries over from the comic books. From the like, comic books, they're too, emphasizing yes. obviously in a very kid friendly and almost childish way. Batman in this movie is a is a giant toddler. Yes. Like he throws fits. No, 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 even like the scene where like he's heating up the lobster thermo door and like he, one he messes up the time on the microwave. Yeah. Yep. And then he's just sitting there like staring at his cooking. But we, but we see the light going around and his shadow rotating oh it's so funny. Uh, yeah. but like you know, and like we, we emphasize the the childish but also the loneliness of it. Yeah. Um and we get that that this is a Batman that to cuts himself off from any instance of family, right? Like, right. he's mourning the loss of his parents, which we've seen before. Yeah. But, you know, he's rejecting any type of he's connection. Cut from, he's cut off from the world. Even his, like, again, like, what's his closest relationship before he meets Robin a lot is Pewter. Which yeah. Is a, it's, which is Siri, you know? Alfred, too. Yeah, but even Alfred, he's... But even he's, Alfred, he pushes away a little bit. He pushes bit. away, yeah. and, and yeah. it's... It's only as a as a like a paternal role, yeah. but not even like a father figure. Like right. he's just there to tell him what to do or right. to give him direction. He's not there. He's not having a relationship True. with Alfred in the, in the, up up until that point. Right. But then you know, obviously, we learn that you know the important and Batman makes mistakes. Whatever. We get to the point that like clearly Batman needs to learn about teamwork and yeah. he needs to learn that he can't do this by himself and the importance of friendship. And then he just sends everybody away again. Yeah, pushes everybody away. I, I was make it was frustrating to me. And it's I like, was like, but we like you're here. You're spending even more time to emphasize mm-hmm. this point. But we made you made this point. We yeah. get that, and I, and that's the that's the flaws of a ch- children's movie. They kind of hammer it a little too much for the children. For the they children. want the children to understand. Stand, don't push away people. people you love. Yeah, like it's okay, it's okay to be lonely, but yes. there's family out there for everybody. Yeah, family's important. All this stuff, but they they drag the movie down like 
two or three times doing spinning it. this wheel yes. of like you know Batman adopts Dick Grayson he has to accept his role as a father he doesn't yeah Dick Grayson's in danger he has accepted the, the, the role he doesn't they end up in jail or Arkham Asylum he still doesn't accept it yeah then they need him to take them to the city he still ends up doing it and trying to do it by himself and sends everybody away it's like we get it we get it I understand what's going on. Like, he's he's a selfish character. He's pushing everybody away. I get it. Yeah, and when you, you're right. When he gets that moment where he sends, you know, the three of them, uh, Robin, Batgirl, and Alfred away in, in whatever he builds, the Bat Pod, whatever the hell it is, and he sends them away, I'm like, we're doing this again? Yeah. I'm like, how many more times are we going to do this? And, it, it, it like, that felt like the moment because he's realizing, oh, this feels like a family. And they just take – and they had just taken the picture. And you're yeah. like, this is the moment. And then he pushes away again. And you're like, can we just get past this? Yeah. Like I, it, was it drags. Annoying. It drags. And, it, for and kids, agree, kids for aren't going to have a problem with that. They're not going to pick up on that because obviously kids don't have <laughs> the sense of like story structure. They're not like, oh, we're doing this again. But for adults like us, for 30, 31-year-old men watching the movie, <laughs> we're like, oh, there's a story structure. We're doing it again. We're being a dead horse. Like. You know, I criticize this children's movie, but at the same time, it's just like I agree. With it you. was I think frustrating. I, it's frustrating, and I don't think even for a kids' movie, I don't think they need to do it as many times as they do in the movie. Huh? They probably could have done it one or two times to really hammer home the point, and then did the change. They didn't have to do it like five separate times in the movie. Like I yeah. get it, you know, I get it. Move and, on. And Batman's such an obnoxious, obnoxious character. Yeah. In this movie, yeah, that it's frustrating to watch him at times. Like there are points in this movie where he's not fun to watch. Yep. Like it, you can be obnox, funny, obnoxious, but he's just a, he's just rude. Like yeah. he's, he's he's just he's, a he's, in this movie majorly, for no reason. Majorly at times. I mean, even when I was saying earlier with that point with Joker, where he says, "You mean nothing to me." That's a hard scene to watch mm. because he says it with such conviction, like you literally mean nothing to me, and that's a really terrible thing to say to someone. Yeah. It's like so mean, and you're like, oh wow, like that that really hits, and it's hard to watch him, and you're like, I don't necessarily love this Batman, yeah. but yeah, you're right. Like, there's moments like that where it can be tough to watch him, and kind of hammering home this point of don't push people away. Like, I get it because they they have <laughs> to just, emphasize everything to the tenth degree, to the degree for, the for the children, and I get that. I just I don't feel maybe they need to do it as much no, as they do. I agree, but overall, I do think the movie is good. There's a fine line when you have an ch- animated movie, a children's movie, a, a family movie, and I think that, that there's a difference between like something like Shrek or like some like Toy Story, right? Sure. That, that, that's, like a, that's like a kid's movie versus something like, I don't know, like Ants. <laughs> like, sure. I'm, okay. I'm just Ants. trying to think of like a generic like animated – or like uh, like the fourth or fifth Ice Age movie. Sure. Right? Like like we're like – If you're going to say Ants, say it correctly. Ants. <laughs> Z. <laughs> <laughs> We're like with Woody Allen and Sylvester Stallone, but uh, Tip for the kids, ants with the Z. They're taking time to craft this story, and they're not talking down to children. Like right. they're they're presenting this. You can present a story in a way that children can understand, right. Without talking down to children. Yeah, and it does feel like at some times, and and it's this is a this is a, a pretty minor gripe. Mm-hmm. But in this movie, it does feel like they're talking down a little bit instead of doing it in the way that children can also understand. Right. They're they're having to exaggerate things so greatly because they're afraid kids won't get it. Right. You know, or they're trying to make it funny for the kids as well. Yeah. You know, how ridiculous he's acting and stuff like that. But it's like, you also don't want to talk down to the children. And you have to have a balance that, like, you want the adults, like... 
people are like, oh, well, it's a children's movie. Yep. If you're doing your job right as a parent, you're watching the movie too. Yeah. And there needs to be stuff in there for you. And, and there and there should be stuff in there for you to watch. Right. You know, so uh, you it, as we highlighted earlier, the dick joke. Yeah, like they, gives me so cruel. There's there's balance. There's a yeah. balance there, right? Yeah. And a lot a lot of this movie has that balance. But there was some times where it's like, okay, we need to, a dead horse. Yeah, we need to speed this up. We a need little to keep bit. going. Yeah, 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 yeah. I completely agree with you. Um, what is your rating for this movie? I give this three and a half stars. I think I'm going to agree with you. I think I gave it four originally, but as we're having this conversation, I think it's a three and a half star movie for me too. So I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to go three and a half stars with you. Let's move to uniqueness. What stands out? Uh, the comedy aspect. It's, it's, oh, big it's time. the funniest Batman movie. It's funniest of all time. Yeah, uh, um, no doubt. The the stellar cast. Um, the animation. It's a beautiful looking movie. It's oh. a it's a cool looking movie. Yeah, it's a cool looking movie. Um, yeah, that's just the, just the love letter to Batman. Yeah. in general, stands yeah. out to me Absolutely. how great that stuff is. Does it bring anything new? It's a different take on Batman. It's a yeah. more child friendly. It's a child more friendly. It's comedic. a Lego movie. Yeah, it's a it, yeah, it's a Lego movie. It's more comedic. Yeah, it's a more innocent Batman. Great use. Yeah, it's a, it's more innocent. What is the best scene? That's tough. I'll start with mine. Mine for me is I just I really enjoy that speech Arnett gives at the end. I think that's I think that is like the point of this whole movie when it finally gets to what this movie is about. I think it nails that moment so so well. And I mean literally he's talking, he takes the helmet off, he's delivering the speech so well, and uh it's like finally we're getting to what this movie is about and we're and Arnett's there and he's delivering it. And I just I, I think that moment's great. It's a great scene. I w- I want to give a shout out to the credits. It's just the just the yes. dance sequence at the end yeah, is great. the song is so contagious. It's very it's such contagious. a feel good moment. It's like everything is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh it's great. I, I don't know. I, I like the the interaction between Dick Grayson and Bruce Wayne at the party. It's probably my my maybe not the whole scene, but that, that, that when he's going through the checklist. Yeah, but do you like, like this? Do you like this? And well, I'm, maybe I'm the one to adopt. Yeah, yeah, and we didn't even mention like the the connection to this movie between this movie and Man in the Mirror. Yeah, that's true. That like this movie opens up with the Man in the Mirror quote. Yeah, and they their Man in the Mirror is used throughout the movie. Michael Jackson. Batman. No, I said that. I'm awesome. <laughs> to, to try to like you know the the orphans are singing back backdrop yeah. on or yeah. background yeah. On, on Man in the Mirror. Um, to try I'm to highlight Ellie Kemper's character quotes. Yeah, Man in the Mirror. Without For whatever reason, it. I don't know why. I mean, I get it. I get why that song. That's is, one of those jokes. It's just in there for the it's adults. Just in there for the adults. But it's like, like, oh, I don't man, know why man. it's funny, but it's funny. It's funny, yeah. Like to pick that song from Michael Jackson, just kind of run with it, is very funny, and it kind of works for this Batman. Like this man in the mirror deal works for this Batman quite a bit. It's fun. It's really fun. I agree with you. But yeah, but yeah, his interaction with. Bruce Wayne, where he's like, "Oh, the kids at the orphanage call me Dick," and then he's like, "Do you like you, do you like close up magic and juggling and da, 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 that's me?" Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And he's just saying yes to everything. He's not even listening. Yeah. He's just saying yes. And, and also, yeah, yeah, um, sure, when Robin goes to the, the I like it too. Alfred is like, Alfred lets Robin into the Bat Cave. Yeah, he's like, "Oops." I said, what did you do? I'm just dusting, sir. Like, he purposely lets him in. And so, <laughs> you let him into the Batcave? I'm letting him into your life, uh, sir. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's great. That's a great uh, scene. And then Robin's just like, it's the, it's, oh yeah, that, that payoff too, right? Yeah. Uh, it's the bat, it's the bat hunter. It's the bat whatever. It's the bat shark spray. Oh, you can touch that. That's useless. It's, 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 bat repe- it's a bat shark repellent. And at the end of the movie, they're attacked by the, not Bruce the shark from Jaws. Yeah. 
the just the great white shark, and then <laughs> bat bat shark repellent. Yeah, it's not useless it's after not all. Useless after all. I also just love the joke they run mm-hmm. with where um, Batman is Bruce Wayne's roommate in the basement. Oh yeah, and they just keep running with that joke. Yeah, Batman is Bruce Wayne. Uh-huh. Roommate. <laughs> I love that joke. That's very funny. Yeah, it's it's really good. Um, all right, let's move to connectivity. Um, how does this fit in with the franchise? It doesn't fit in, but it's a love letter. It honors it's a love everything. Letter. It honors everything that comes before. Even yeah. going to not things we didn't talk about the 1940s serial. Like they go all the way back there. Yep. yep. And I um, like that it's like a black and white Lego I set. I kind of like how uh, I, I do. I do like that a lot because it kind of this is kind of a payoff movie for everything we've watched before oh, yeah, it we is. get all of it in this it's yeah, kind of cool this lego this batman is all of those batman like we like we talked about like oh the clooney batman's supposed to be the kilmer batman's supposed to be the keaton batman right. this batman's all of them he's yeah. been every he's, been, he's, he's been, been every single one he's of them. been bailey he's been affleck yeah he's been all of them he's been all of them um, and is this a worthy continuation of the franchise? I think it is. Yeah, I think it is, too. All right. Before we move into the future of the franchise, let's discuss some casting. And let's some, discuss some fun facts. I have very little casting because this is kind of like actors just entering negotiations and getting into the movie. Yeah. It's, it, it was impossible to find anything. I have very little, but here's who I got. Actors who appeared previously in Lego movie, uh, in the Lego movie reprised their roles again. Billy D. Williams casting as Two-Face was a nod to the role he never got to portray in the Burtonverse, as we know. Um, in early casting, Guillermo del Toro and Steve Buscemi were the frontrunners for voicing Bane and the Joker, respectively. That's cool. That's very interesting. Um, Buscemi would be a great Joker. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Galvanakis is better, I think, for De- what they're going for. For sure. But, like, live-action Buscemi Joker. Like, oh, older that'd version. Be, that'd be great, yeah. Guillermo del Toro is Bane. Interesting. Yeah, well, because Bane's, we mentioned this, Bane's supposed to be a his Latin. He is, his yeah, Latin character, Latin. yeah. And that would have been really cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, other fun facts. Uh, Batman's line in the beginning action scene you want to get nuts let's get nuts is a reference to Batman 89 yes, uh, it is. Michael Keaton's Bruce Wayne says the line to Nicholson's Joker uh, Will Arnett acknowledged that the raspy whispery voice he used for Batman is the same voice he uses uh, with his children when he's giving them important parenting information <laughs> <laughs> that's gotta be scary he's doing Batman voice he's being serious uh, Bane's voice and accent in this movie is based on Tom Hardy's portrayal of Bane in The Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> the voice is done by Doug Benson, a stand-up comedian and podcaster who has done his comedic impression on Hardy's Bane since The Dark Knight Rises was released. Chris McKay was a fan of Benson's podcast and hired him based on that. See, that's casting. That's casting. I guess that is casting. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. Oh, well. Batman's crazy laugh was voiced by director Chris McKay. Um, it was originally a placeholder before Will Arnett's laugh was to be put in, but it never ended up being changed. So they just used Chris McKay's laugh. Like, like when he's laughing at uh, yeah. the You Complete Me line and stuff like that? Yes, yeah. that is uh, Chris McKay. That is not Will Will uh, Arnett. Will Arnett uh, said in an interview about how voicing Batman affected his voice, saying, It's real gravelly. It doesn't feel great doing it a lot. So when we do it in, so when we do in the sessions that are like four hours long, it would hurt. It's hard to sing doing it because I'm a bad singer anyway, so I'm thinking about trying to keep in time and then doing the voice. The rap at the end of the movie was hard. I told the songwriters this is how it's going to be. I can't do it any better. And then all the things they call exertions, like running, jumping, you have to do all those kind of separately and sort of shouting stuff too. To shout doing the Batman voice is rough. He's just complaining. <laughs> I mean, that's what that is. I mean, that's, 
that's what that is. He's complaining about doing the Batman voice, and it's just like, okay, man. I mean, you're in a booth for four hours. Like, I'm sorry, your voice hurts a little bit after. <laughs> but come on, you're in a, like a Batman. Bill walked around talking like this. Yeah, every for single three day. movies. For three movies, and you're t- you're complaining about a four hour session. You know, and it probably didn't even take you that long to do all the lines anyway. What was it like? Maybe a month of work. Come on. Come on. Uh, the airplane at the beginning of the movie is under the name MacGuffin 1138. MacGuffin is the cinematic and literary name given to an object or person which is of vital vital importance to the characters, but whose actual function is immaterial to yeah. the plot. The pilot at the beginning identifies his flight number to the control tower as flight 1138. This is a weird fact. This is a reference to George Lucas's first movie, THX 1138, which came out in 1971. Mm-hmm. The number uh, 1138 was hidden in many of his successive films, including the Star Wars and Indiana Jones film franchises. Uh, it became an inside joke for his fans, and since then the number has also been used in numerous other media not affiliated with Lucas as an homage to his work and a continuation of the joke. That's so weird. Very specific. That's very okay. specific. Like it feels like uh, a filmmaker club thing. Like, oh, did you put eleven thirty eight in the film? Oh, George's <laughs> joke. Oh, like it just feels very. I don't know. It's yeah. very stupid. At Superman's interview, they telecast the footage of Superman fighting with General Zod. Yeah. Uh, during that, the news ticker header reads Superman and Zod's icy relationship, and footer and footer reads. Uh, file footage courtesy of Z. Snyder and A. Mockery. Oh. Z. Snyder and A. Mockery refers to Zack Snyder and Amir Mockery, who are the director and cinematographer of Man of Steel, respectively. That's See, funny. A. Mockery, I just would have assumed is A. Mockery, not somebody's name, but I guess it makes sense. Yeah, I guess it does make sense. Yeah, Amir Mockery. I didn't even think of A. Mockery. Yeah. Like, it's a mockery. Z. That's Snyder and A. Mockery. Yeah. It's almost like... It's almost kind of a slap in the face. But then you hear, oh, it's the cinematographer's name. Never mind. That's you know, fine, for though. some reason, I was really invested in Zack Snyder's Justice League. <laughs> uh, one of the names Batman suggests for his new team is Fox Force 5. Mm-hmm. This was the title of Mia Wallace's failed television pro- pilot in Pulp Fiction, yep. uh, which was Uma Thurman's character, about a team of five women who banded together to fight crime. Thurman also portrayed Poison Ivy and Batman and Robin. I recently, as I told you, I've been doing, I just did this whole Tarantino rewatch recently and I watched Pulp Fiction and I caught the Fox Force 5 stuff and I was, I had done the research on this and I remembered it and I was like, oh, that's really fun. That's really cool. They're Tarantino fans. That's what I gathered from that. Uh, Morgan Freeman, who appeared in the Dark Knight trilogy and the Lego movie, said that Batman in the latter is his favorite incarnation of the character. Wow. He likes the Lego Batman a lot. He's a big fan. He's a big, big fan. Or he could have just said that in an interview to promote the movie. I probably, probably that. Yeah, probably, probably that. that. <laughs> uh, when Batman arrives at the Fortress of Solitude and presses the doorbell, the sound is the main theme of Batman yep. 78, composed by John Williams. I love that. Dun, 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 you mean dun, Superman? Dun, dun. You Superman. Batman. Sorry, is the main theme of Superman. I was like Batman seventy eight. Yeah, yeah, that, that'd be that'd be wild. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. And Batman's just sitting there like, oh jeez, like he's just like, Come how on. good is that song though? It's a great song. I listen to it sometimes. I'm like, God, I love this song. It's very good. Really like amps you up. Do you think that should just be the na- like the national anthem for Superman? Like, do you think they should even attempt to try to make another score? When, when Guns like Superman Legacy comes out, should that Jeez. just be the Superman song? It really should. I don't know how you top it. I mean, you can't. You just can't. I mean, you already had the greatest composer of all time, John Williams, compose the Superman thing. You don't need anything else. That's it. You're done. Hey, James Gunn, don't do it. <laughs> do you like Superman themes? Then just keep John Williams' Superman theme as your theme. Just do that. Uh, at Commissioner Gordon's retirement party, Bruce Wayne picks up a magazine of himself on the front page. 
On the back page, there's an ad for Barris Automobiles. George Barris created the Batmobile for the TV show uh, Batman 66. That's funny. That's pretty cool. See, that's what I mean, though, by love letter. There's, it's there's, like, there's a lot of little... hyper-specific thing. They found out the guy who made the... Yeah. So hyper-specific. I love that. I'm like, that's a really cool fact. The scenes with Jerry Maguire are a reference to the Joker quoting the movie in The Dark Knight yep. uh, with the line, You complete me. Zach Galifianakis stated in an interview about voicing the Joker. It was really fun. Uh, I've only done a couple of sessions. It's crazy. I'm lucky. I was telling diarrhea jokes in coffee houses 10 years ago, so I'm very fortunate. Yeah. That's true. I've uh, He has an old special from like 2006 where he's literally doing that, and it's just like, oh, wow, this guy's come such a long way. Uh, it's, it's uh, isn't it a little, uh, I can use the word again, serendipitous that we're going to be talking, we talk about Zach, Zach mm-hmm. and Galifianakis and how far he's come in his career. Mm-hmm. And I would say he owes his career to a comedic genius and a <laughs> director superior... <laughs> Uh, well, Mr. Todd Phillips. Well, Todd Phillips. So we'll be discussing, so we'll be discussing so just I, next week. Just very quickly before I keep going with these facts, I'm really excited for next week to talk Joker with you because I know Todd, we've kind of referenced the Todd Phillips stuff a lot. I'm really excited to get into this because I know you have a lot to say and I know you really want to talk about Todd Phillips. I'm very excited for next week. I just want to very I just want to put that out there. Catwoman's going to be fine. Look, we're going to trash it. Like, let's not be, you know, we're not going to sugarcoat it here. It's a bad movie. But like. Joker is going to be very fun, and I'm very excited to do it. Hey, that. you haven't seen Catwoman yet. I haven't seen it, but... Uh, I have 15 I, minutes left. You haven't even gotten through it, so that kind of tells me all I need <laughs> to know. And you've literally texted me saying, it's garbage. The last thing you said, it's a movie's a cinematic masterpiece, and you just went, stop! Don't do this! <laughs> Don't do this again! <laughs> I didn't want it to be like a bat. Like, I understood the Batman and Robin thing, because I'm like, you're right, it is kind of this like beautiful, creative disaster that... Schumacher puts up. I'm like, you're not going to do that again for this, are you? Like, you're not going to try and find like some silver lining in the movie where you're like, oh, Pitoff really knew what he was doing. <laughs> He's directed two movies. This movie killed his career, and you want to try and like, let's not, let's not do that. While most of the villains are based on their uh, comic book appearances, some resemble their live action movie counterparts. The Penguin re- resembles Danny DeVito from Batman Returns. Poison Ivy resembles Uma Thurman from Batman and Robin. Bane wears a brown and white parka, a staple of Tom Hardy's yeah. portrayal in The Dark Knight Rises. And Two-Face resembles Billy D. Williams from Batman 89, as well as being voiced by him, which is pretty cool. He also, But he also looks like he's like, doesn't he have the purple on it too? Kind of like yeah. uh, Tommy Lee Jones a yep. little bit. Yeah. A little bit, a little bit, yeah. Maybe they're just trying to like also be like, hey, we get that was a thing too, but yeah. we really want Billy D. Williams. Uh, Robin states that he knows Jim Cotta. Which is a reference to the movie Jim Cotta from 1985 that starred Olympic gymnast Kurt Thomas. Uh, Robin even reenacts the infamous pummel horse fight from that film. Apparently, this is a bad movie, uh, Jim Cotta. I really want to see it because I, when I hear Jim Cotta, 1985, I feel like I know what I'm going to get, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I might. This might be something worth checking out. This is probably a bad 80s movie. I don't need to watch, but I think I'm going to watch yeah. it. Jim Cotta, come on. I'm in. Uh, Barbara Gordon, making her point of how long Batman has been a superhero, shows a series of slides which recreate many famous scenes, posters, etc. from previous Batman works with Lego-fied versions of their Batman. These are of, in order of appearance, Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice, The Dark Knight, Batman the Animated Series, Batman The Dark Knight Returns, Part 2, Super Friends, Batman the Movie, Batman number 9, Detective Comics number 27, and Batman the Serials. Which is kind of insane. Um, The last two are notable for being the first comic of Batman and the first adaptation of the character into other media. Yep. It's the first time. Cool. 
the Condiment King was also featured in Make Him Laugh in 1994. I don't know what that is. I'm assuming it's a okay. movie, but Condiment King's a weird character. Uh, the week of the film's theatrical release, the CW. This is kind of cool, actually. You would like. I this. did see this. Aired commercials featuring Lego versions of Green Arrow, Flash, and Supergirl, voiced by Stephen Amell, Boo, Grant Gustin, <laughs> and Melissa Benoist. Uh, Benoist. 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 Someone ben- Benoist. Oh, uh, Benoist, uh, respectively. Um, I booed Stephen Amell because uh, the writer strike. Yeah, the writer strike. Um, by the way, Make Him Laugh is the seventh episode of the third season of Batman the Art in the animated series. Oh, there you go. And he's featured in the animated series. Gotcha. Okay, that makes sense. Batman's costume is based on the one worn by Michael Keaton in Batman '89. Uh, the villains from Batman's Rogue Gallery that appear in the movie include Joker, Harley Quinn, Riddler, Scarecrow, Bane, Two Face, Catwoman, Clayface, Poison Ivy, Mister Freeze, Penguin, Killer Croc, Man Bat, Crazy Quilt, Eraser. <laughs> Polka Dot Man, Mime, Tarantula, King Tut, Orca, Killer Moth, March Harriet, Zodiac Master, Gentleman Ghost, Clock King, Calendar Man, Kite Man, Cat Man, Zebra Man, The Condiment King, Captain Boomerang, The Mutant Leader, Hugo Strange, Red Hood, The Kabuki Twins, The Calculator, Dr. Phosphorus, Magpie, and Egghead. Jesus. <laughs> you like that? Jesus. Isn't that insane? That's yeah. what I mean by, like, every character. Yeah. It's insane. I'm like, this is so fun. Richard Cheese and Lounge Lounge Against the Machine, a music artist known for doing comedic lounge-style covers of pop and heavy metal songs, can be seen in Lego form performing Man in the Mirror at the Gotham Winter Gala. Do you know Richard Cheese? <laughs> uh, it sounds familiar. He's kind of a Weird Al deal, but he does lounge music. Okay. Um, and he, he's kind of like, you know, remember Bill Murray's character where he would do, the, like, the lounge singer? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's like that, but he, he, he can actually sing, and he just does, like, yeah. pop and yeah, heavy I've metal heard, songs. Yeah, I've heard of him before, yeah. he's, he's comedic. He's a funny guy. But that is him as a Lego version doing himself, Pretty which cool. is kind of cool. Uh, Ray Fiennes is the third Academy Award-nominated British actor to play Alfred Pennyworth. Pretty cool. The others are Sir Michael Caine from the Dark Knight trilogy and Jeremy Irons in the DCEU. Uh, when the yeah, because I guess that came before, yeah. Yeah. Uh, when the Phantom Zone is opened, the villains are shown flying out in a way that mimics the ghosts flying out of the sky in Ghostbusters. Jesus. <laughs> uh, director Chris McKay originally wanted to include several villains from R-rated films among the Phantom Zone prisoners, but he was forced to drop them as they were deemed too inappropriate for an all-ages movie uh, to include them. Some of said drop villains McKay wanted to include included Bill from Kill Bill Volume 1, mm-hmm. which would have been kind of weird. Yeah, that's a weird, that's a weird choice. Um, Annie Wilkes from Misery. That, uh, that's a weird choice. That's a weird one, too. Bill the Butcher Cutting from Gangs of New York. Daniel Day-Lewis. And we're going to get Daniel Day-Lewis. <laughs> I just laughed when I put that down because I'm like, Daniel Day-Lewis again. He's back again. <laughs> I was like, they just can't get over this guy. Again, weird that Bill the Butcher Cutting. Yeah, I've seen Gangs of New York. It's a weird choice. He's intense in that movie. This one I would have liked. Agent Smith from R-rated Matrix. Or this is he's, different. He, he's, he's, in, in he's in it. He's in it. It's a different fact. I'm going into a different fact. I'm sorry. Don't yell at me. Uh, Agent Smith from the R-rated Matrix films made an appearance, but this was presumably allowed because Matrix and Batman were both Warner Brothers properties. Yeah. It was a WB thing. The Super Friends members, Apache Chief, Black Vulcan, The Wonder Twins, Wonder Dog, El Dorado, and Samurai made an appearance in this movie. I'll let you guess their races. The sweater Chris Chris is wearing. Okay. (laughs) I like how you just, uh, that was a really good reaction. That's what I wanted. (laughs) 
The sweater Dick Grayson is wearing has Robins, Robins on it, uh, hinting at his future superhero name. Fine. Batman's television, uh, which takes place inside of a movie theater-like room, has the sound effects from a PlayStation 2. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Weird thing. Uh, the Batmobile horn is the theme song to uh, the 66 Batman show, mm-hmm. obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, the trailers for the film feature different variants of the Batsuit. One of these variants is labeled 2011 Comic-Con Exclusive. The suit is a minifigure that was given out in raffles at New York Comic-Con and San Diego Comic-Con in 2011 to coincide with Lego relaunching the superheroes theme. Oh, wow. Uh, the minifigure is based off of Christian Bale's suit from The Dark Knight and The Dark Knight Rises. Another recognizable suit that is visible is Terry McGinnis's suit from Batman Beyond. Kind of cool. There you go. Uh, the Arkham Guard with the hook hand, who shows Barbara Gordon the monkey in the dog video, is Aaron Cash, a recurring character in the comics uh, who gained popularity through the Batman Arkham video games. Oh, yeah. Remember him? Aaron Cash? He had the yeah. hook hand, and he was scared of Killer Croc. Well, Killer Croc took his hand, is yeah. the story, and he has the hook hand. Yeah, he's great. He's in all three games. Uh, throughout the movie, on Harley Quinn's costume, the word Smilex appears. In Batman 89, the Joker used a toxin on Gotham citizens called Smilex yeah. to kill people with a smile on their face, a la the movie's version of the comic book's Joker gas. Yeah, pretty cool. Uh, this is Rosario Dawson's fourth DC animated movie. She voiced Wonder Woman... Uh, in 2009 uh, she was she voiced for Wonder Woman uh, in a movie called Wonder Woman from 2009 and then continued doing Wonder Woman for uh, Justice League Throne of Atlantis and Justice League versus Teen Titans uh, which are both I haven't seen either of them is she also does she also do Wonder Woman in Space Jam that's possible I'm not sure it's definitely possible I'm gonna look it up yeah look it up I think think she yeah go for it okay um, the Flash appeared in the Lego movie 2014, but had no lines. Uh, in this movie, uh, however, he does. And it's uh, Adam Devine. When Richard looks at different superhero suits... Why did I say Richard? Let's do that again. She does, yes. She does? Yeah, she does. She voices uh, Diana slash Wonder Woman in Space Jam and New Legacy. Nice. Okay, so. cool, cool, cool. Uh, when Robin looks at different superhero suits that, Bat- that uh, Bruce Wayne has on moving hangers, he almost chooses a suit labeled Claude Rains. A reference to classic movie actor Claude Rains. Okay. Do you know Claude Rains? Sounds familiar. Sounds familiar. I, I, that's what I thought too. I heard the name and I was like, I feel like I know that name, but he's a classic movie actor. Um, many people thought this would be nominated for the Academy Award for Best Animated Feature, but just like the original Lego movie, it ended up being snubbed. Yep. Yeah, um, I remember that being a big deal because the the, the, the Lego movie, the, the original one, was the best animated movie that year. Yeah. And it wasn't Did not even get nominated. nominated. Didn't even get nominated. This also gets snubbed. Uh, that made them mad enough, but they were even madder when the film The Boss Baby was nominated despite its heavily mixed to negative reception, falling short of this film's highly positive yeah. reception. And that is all I have. I know that there was, with the Lego movie, there was some debate I, people had over, like, because it includes live action sequences. Yeah. But, like, that's something that, like, was disproven this, this past Oscars with Marcella Michelle with shoes on yep. that even if there are live action sequences in the movie if a certain percentage of the movie is animated or stop motion or whatever then it counts as an animated movie yes so um, yeah, it's it's kind of insane that a Lego movie hasn't been was Lego movie 2 nominated did they do um, it as like a makeup thing I don't no? know to be I honest think, with I don't think I don't it remember. was I don't think it was it is insane that the first one is, is snubbed 
completely because you're right that was the best animated film of that year and it doesn't even get a nomination it's like come on and then this movie gets snubbed and i would argue it it shouldn't have won but it should have been nominated for sure yeah at least a nomination um but the fact that the boss baby yeah that that's (laughs) the boss baby yeah that's yeah come on that's just so that's so silly that that was when they 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 the academy the academy seems to go through phases where they don't care about the animation category yeah they just like blow i think one it. year literally just had like three nominations like they don't like sometimes they just don't care they just blow through it yeah that's a shame um all right let's move on to the future of the franchise uh should there have been a sequel to yeah this? there really should have i would have taken it too i, I, I think th- that super friends idea is really cool and uh well i guess we can tie this in what do you want to see in the future oh uh, yeah i want to see um him interact with the like him solve the relationship with the, with the Justice League now. Yes. Like we see that he has his own team, but how do they fit in or how do they conflict with the Justice League? Yeah, and, and him like, having to find common ground with Superman, having to find common yeah. ground with Superman and fitting in with the Justice League, and maybe like giving us more of like, um, I imagine maybe there was like more of like a like a moment where they split, and I wonder if there's like a thing. That they could get to, like, show the moment of the, the moment, like, Batman and Superman kind of split. Split, yeah. And just, like, okay, this isn't going to work. And maybe, yeah, like you said, it's a Super Friends thing where maybe Batman gets in there and he fixes all the relationships and he's and like. And you could parody, like, the Justice League stuff and the, and the Batman versus for Superman sure. stuff. Yeah. And we fought before. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, that'd be a lot of fun. Uh, what franchise star would you add? That's a good question. Yeah, there's quite a few people you could add to this world because you can kind of pick anybody yeah. because it's Lego and yeah. you can kind of like dream cast a little bit. Let's say Stallone. You want he, Stallone? He's, he's, got, he's got a special voice. He's got a specific voice. Okay. I think it would come across well in, in this because it wouldn't be a big role, but yeah. you know, something similar to some of the other voice cameos. Yeah, I like that. That's very good. Still hmm. want, I still want Stallone as Bane. You still want Stallone as Bane. Yeah, you still want Stallone as Bane. Another familiar voice and uh, his enemy. I want Schwarzenegger. There you go. I want him. I want him in here. I want to be in the Lego movie. Put him in as Tweedledee and Tweedledum. Schwarzenegger and Stallone. But like, not even like having him as Mr. Freeze would be funny. Like just being true, like, true. like it would be fun to have him as Mr. Freeze like as the Batman or Robin Mr. Freeze but Tweedledee and Tweedledum is a way better. Stallone and Schwarzenegger, Stallone. yeah. I do not like you. <laughs> I don't care, man. I'm going to make it happen. We have Tweedledee and I'm Tweedledum. Like it's just like that's a great character. Because they're, they're did characters. We just, yeah. Did we just write the Lego movie Batman 2? <laughs> did we just find like yeah. the people we have to cast for that movie? That's yeah, that's wonderful. All right. Let's rank some films. Let's get this done. I'm here. We now have nine, ten films, something like that. It's nine or ten. Four, four Burton movies. Four Burton movies. Adam West. Adam West. Three. Uh, three um, Nolan no, movies. Massive Fantasm. Phantasm, Lego, Lego Batman. Batman. Ten. We got ten films. <laughs> For people at home, our hands were up as we counted. <laughs> we counted on our hands. In the air, above our heads. <laughs> We have ten films. <laughs> we oh, have ten. ten films. We have ten films. Look, I think I know where this... Throw my way and, and we'll see. Okay. We'll, we'll see. Um, let's start at number ten. This is easy. It's Batman and Robin. It's Batman and Robin. Funny enough, might not have the bottom <laughs> spot next to me. I, I think that Batman and Robin might escape the bottom spot. Yeah, Joker's taking it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, I think Batman might escape this bottom... Batman and Robin's... Not going to have that spot next week. Might um, not. We'll see. Might not. We'll see. We'll see how we feel. Number nine. Okay. Yeah, so it's, there's so many movies, it's hard to keep track of. 
Um, 66. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Batman the movie, 66. Yeah. Batman 66 is number nine. Uh, number eight. Is this where he returns? This is Batman Returns. <laughs> <laughs> this is where we have Batman Returns. Jesus, yeah. I don't feel bad. Uh, I be- this is, I believe, where we have Returns. Number seven. This is Batman Forever, I believe, right? This is Batman Forever. Batman Forever is number seven. Um, number six. The Dark Knight Rises. The Dark Knight Rises. Number five. The Lego Batman movie. Very good. I agree with you. The Lego Batman movie, uh, which puts number four, Batman 89. Yeah, Batman 89. Um, number three. Batman, Batman Begins. Batman Begins. Uh, number two, Mask of the Phantasm. Phantasm. And number one, of course. Batman Dark, and Robin. <laughs> the Dark Knight. The Dark Knight. Yeah, um, yeah I'm going to, uh, next week, I will have all this written down. So uh, we're not like trying to guess 11, or I guess 12, <laughs> 12 movies next movie because we're doing a double header. Jesus. Um, I, I agree with your Lego Batman ranking, though. I think uh, the number five spot works. Yeah. I think it's, it's better. I think it's a more enjoyable movie than It's better than, than most of the 90s stuff mm-hmm. and Rises. Um, doesn't exactly get over that hump of 89 for me. I think eight, just because 89, again, like 89 feels like it's holding that spot specifically because it is such an important movie. And it's kind of hard to get over that. Yeah. Like if you're, if it's, if it's kind of like a mid-tier Batman film, it's a little tough to get over that hump. Yeah. So I, I, I feel comfortable with that. Um, yeah, I'm cool with that. Why don't we move into closing comments? Do you want to give me some closing comments about the Lego Batman movie? Uh, I really enjoyed this movie. I did enjoy this movie. I know I have like some, com- you know, some complaints or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I always feel like I try to go a little. I've been trying to go a little bit harder recently because I feel like I've, I can be a little overly comp- complimentary sometimes. <laughs> but no, look, I think it's a fun movie. Uh, it's a well-made movie. Yeah. Um, it's a clever movie. It's very funny. It is. Yeah. It is very funny. I highly. I've been trying to get Tony to watch this. He said he doesn't watch children's movies. Um, but I, that's what I, he said. Yeah. Tony said that. He said he doesn't watch children's movies. Yeah. And he's getting on you about the Alfred Pennyworth yeah. uh, Joker thing, and yeah. he doesn't watch children's movies? Yeah. He won't watch this. He doesn't watch children's movies. No, he thinks he's better than all of us. Okay. Yeah. Okay, Tony. Whose side are you on now? I'm with you. <laughs> you know what? Alfred Pennyworth, Michael Caine is the best comic book casting of all time. <laughs> I don't care if it's just a British guy playing a British guy. He beats the s*** <laughs> out of Joker any day of the week. No, I. But I think he's furious. He's fuming. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, we got a we got a voicemail from Tony right now. Uh, but no, I I think that it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I I do recommend this to people to watch it. I can't wait to watch this with my son one day. I, I think it is great that we have a Batman movie for kids. Right. And and like yeah, like I'm like oh you know it's, it's a little too childish. So what? I'm I'm not I'm not mad about it. Yeah. It's just for me as a 31 year old man. Is this going to be the first Batman movie I turn on? It's not. Yeah. But if I have to watch this, or if, I, or if my son wants to watch this one day, like I can't wait to share this with him, and, yeah. and we can both laugh at things, you know, and yeah. and we can both enjoy the movie, you know. It's mm-hmm. fun. I saw this in theaters opening weekend. I, I I I loved it then. I still really enjoy it now. And yeah, it's it's a solid movie. It's a well made movie. It's it's pretty great. It's yeah. pretty good. It's pretty great. I think this is just a great love letter to Batman in general. Yeah. Um, that's what I enjoy about this movie. I think the story is very good, and like I keep saying, that focus on the Bat family is really strong for me, and I enjoy that a lot. But overall, if you just love Batman, this is a great movie to watch. Yeah. It's such a love letter to it. There's so many fun references. I mean, even when I was just going through those fun facts, just how deep some of those references go. Like, I, I didn't know. I, when I read that George Barris thing, I was like, Barris automobile? And I'm like, 
oh, this guy like made the Batmobile for the yeah. 66 show. That's a cool reference. Yeah. And it's kind of neat that it goes that deep. Um, but that's the love they put into this movie for this character. Yeah. It's really, really... Uh, it's a really cool movie in that aspect. And if you're really just like a nerd for Batman, I think this is just a great movie to watch. Yeah. And it is really funny. It's it's comedic. It's I was gonna say comedic. It's hilarious, honestly. I mean Will Arnett gives a just a hell of a performance and everyone around him gives Michael a hell Sarah. of a performance. Michael Sarah, it's a fun movie, it's funny, um, it's deep, it's got heart. I can't recommend it enough, you know? And you're right, it's great for kids, great for adults. Check it out. It's yeah. a fun movie if you haven't seen the Lego Batman movie, which I feel like people have, but it's oh, great. Tony, Tony has it. Oh yeah, we just talked about how Tony <laughs> has it because he's better than everybody. Well, are you good? I'm good, man. Bring You're us home. All right, let's do it. Uh, that brings us to the end of the show. Thank you for listening. Thank you to Tony. Well, not really. And thanks. To, <laughs> <laughs> he's better than all of us. And thanks to everyone for their support. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. I got to take Stitcher out. I still have it in here. I, you know what? I, it's still active. I, I still use it. I use it daily, so it's still active. It's still I guess. active. I thought it was supposed to die at the end of July. It's still active. Well, follow us on Stitcher and uh, more. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter and in, uh, X and Instagram. No, it's Twitter. I know it's. Twitter. I'm not calling it X. Okay, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Franchise Me Pod. How's that Threads coming? Should we make a Threads? Uh, we yeah, we have a basic information for Threads. I just have to f- f- find okay. time to we'll like make it happen. Finish it. We're yeah, we're gonna yeah, make it happen. Good. We're gonna make it okay. Threads coming soon. Um, you can see all of our rankings on Letterbox. Just search Franchise Me one word. Uh, send us an email at franchisemepod at gmail.com. Leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Give us your feedback so we can get better each week. Also, check out our bonus series, A Year in Franchises. Uh, you get some really cool information there. Like, uh, I don't know, uh, The Princess Diaries was Anne Hathaway's <laughs> debut. film debut. <laughs> I mean, that's incredible. Check out our website, franchisemepodcast.com, where you can see all of our episodes. Join us next week as we do a double header. And talk about two of Batman's greatest villains. One, just a uh, just a hot pile of garbage, Catwoman, and the other, maybe one of the greatest comic book films ever made, a cinematic masterpiece from one of just our our finest directors, Mister Todd Wokeness. Also, also Wokeness killed comedy Phillips Joker. What a week we got next week. It's gonna be big. How long do you think we spend before? We, how <laughs> sure. long do you think we spend on? Uh... Catwoman versus how long do we think we spend on Joker? Legitimately, I I honestly, if if I have my way, we're doing Catwoman in like forty five minutes. I was gonna and say we're gonna minutes. like we're gonna breeze through Catwoman in like forty five minutes. I don't have that much information purposely because I don't really want to talk about that movie much. Um, we're gonna kind of blow through it, uh, and then I think Joker is gonna be like a good. It, it could go to two hours just talking about Joker. <laughs> like there's potential. <sighs> Thank you, wokeness killed comedy. Can't wait.